Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a peculiar podcast of geeky ponderings, the epicenter of the Nerdy Show Network, chewing the fat over geeky subjects since 2009. Hi, I'm Cap. We are gathered here today amidst a global health crisis to reconnect with our cast and crew and our fans in the safety of social distance. We recently hosted an event over on our Discord server, which you can find at nerdyshow.com discord and had a lovely extended hangout session where we had a genuinely sprawling discussion from a bunch of different members of our community who will all be uh, named shortly once this thing kicks off. Uh, But I just want to tell you this was recorded on Discord. This is not normally the quality that we necessarily release in terms of audio fidelity, but hey, who knows anymore? Global pandemic, right? So yeah, so this is audio ripped directly from Discord, so it's going to be a little crunchy, but all, all in all, I think it's quite good. The discussions certainly are, and we wanted to share this hangout with you fine folks, our beloved community. We want to make sure that we're here uh, supporting you, being with you in every way that we can during this strange time where we are all alone together. We might do more things like this, maybe so. If you're into it, let us know. Do head over to nerdyshow.com slash discord to follow the links and uh, and join up. We have a lot of great conversations therein. Um, it's like this, but, you know, a whole bunch of different threads and channels and, you know, all that kind of discord stuff. So without further ado, let's kick it off, Cap. In this dire circumstance of global upheaval, we're getting together, cast and crew of Nerdy Show and Omniverse with our favorite people in the world, our listeners, the people who have been with us through thick and thin and are here with us now. We have a thriving community over on the Omniverse Nerdy Show Discord, and we wanted to take advantage of that and hang out with everybody and just sort of check in, see where everybody's at. We're going to discuss whatever comes to mind, highs, lows, nerdy things, um, points of light in this dark universe, and see what happens. We've never had a group hangout session this large before. We're just here for each other, basking in each other's warm glow. Uh, from the Omniverse Nerdy Show casting crew, we have John Sebastian Laval. Yo, 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 what it is? <laughs> we have John Starr from Wicked Anime. Hey, what's up? We got Doug from Ghostbusters Resurrection. Hello, everyone. Uh, we have Poole from Ghostbusters Resurrection. Hello, if my mic is working. It is working. Hello. We have Boar from Nerdy Show and Derpy Show. Hello. We have SciTech correspondent John West from Gold Nerdy Leader, Show. standing by. <laughs> um, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's very own keeper, Luke Stram. Witness me. <laughs> uh, Mediocre. 
Josh LaForge from Layliners, RPG from Scratch, Ghostbusters Resurrection, and Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Hello. Um, and uh, I think and from the casting crew. Uh, no, no, we've got more. Okay, uh, we have Flamon's Brian. He is here, somewhere in the ether. Um, we also have Flamon's Jared, who is muted presently, but maybe not for long. I don't know. They're here. They're both here. <laughs> um, and uh. Shinobi MC, a.k.a. Dean the Mighty from Dungeons and Doritos. Hello. Oh, Jared's having uh, audio difficulty. Mm. Well, So I'll just do my best Jared impersonation. <clears throat> go for it. This is Jared, and I'm having audio difficulties. Hmm. Hmm. Not smooth enough. Yeah, you need you need a... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I tried, okay. You need to go to a, a dark, mysterious cathedral and speak in the corner, and then perhaps the you will have Jared's so... voice. The and shoes start an are ASMR so... channel. The shoes are so big, just too big to fill. <laughs> uh, from our amazing community, we have Big Bad Shadow Man. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> Goldar and Rito. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, the Prescription Hipster. Hello. And the Wizard of Retcon. Hello. Now, I'm sure we'll have plenty of folks joining us uh, as we go on, and I'll be sure to try to catch it when it happens so we can all say hey to everybody and, and get a, a feel for, um, you know, what's going on. Um, so, here we are, all together. How's everybody doing? Uh. <laughs> It's just scream. That sounds promising. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, li listener, listener, turn down your headphones. Let us all tell you with our primordial scream. <laughs> if you how good I am, I'm eating a cucumber, so you all know I'm doing fine. Oh, damn, you got that fresh vegetables, son? ASMR. Oh. Um, oh I will gank a motherfucker for mm. a fresh vegetable. That hit That's me in my pink the parts. the sound of a Dorito. <laughs> yeah. Like, Doritos were wet. <laughs> it makes me say, Kino, what? Kino, what? Gosh, that, the, the sort of, the, the moist crunch of it reminds me of gravel in Dusseldorf in spring. Mm. Uh, you took my shtick. I, I, don't, I don't know where to go from here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the wild thing is, I can imagine the taste of what, like the texture of what Doritos, and it's it's not a pleasant uh, sense. <laughs> it's real bad. I've had avocado Doritos before. Uh, yeah, they were bad. I didn't like those ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, there's there's not all can be the steak and shrimp Japanese Doritos. No, hell no. It's like I got some taco ones in there. It's all good. Oh, yeah, that's acceptable. Most acceptable American flavor, or among them, in terms of regular regular flavors. Um, my life is uh, weirdly, regularly unchanged. I'm, you know, a shut-in uh, to a degree, but, like, um, so I'm just, you know, just I'm hanging in there. Everything's chill. I hope that we can, you know, that nothing will impede our capacity to continue to do good works. And by good works, I mean making stupid horror audio dramas. <laughs> here, here. Yay. Whoa. 
You're not one of those people who's been uh, frontlining the the whole new meme. I'm an introvert. I've been waiting to for this moment my entire life. Yeah, it would literally, be a crime for Cap to call herself an introvert. <laughs> yeah, it's called fraud. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, okay, so uh, uh, one time Doug and I got into it about this introvert extrovert thing, um, and. It was when, when it was one of the first times we were hanging out at a at like a convention and I was like being a social butterfly around the bar and I was like, no, you don't understand. Like this is emotionally taxing for me. Like I'm em exhausted in my brain from, from having done this. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Take a mayor's breaks test. I bet you're an extrovert. Um, it took it took a while. It took a couple more years of personal discovery, but but I do accept myself as an extrovert now. Oops, I made some <laughs> mistakes. But I like to describe myself as an introvert who acts extroverted as a defense mechanism. <laughs> so feel that. every feel other that extrovert. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe... I, I describe myself as an introvert um, who has to interact with people every like three days or I will go in. That sounds healthy. I'm an, an extrovert, so I'm only extroverted if I'm interested. Otherwise, I'm an introvert. <laughs> like a turtle. <laughs> like the guy that sees that you have the comic that he reads, and he just comes up to you and won't stop talking. But if you have the comic he doesn't read, he looks down at his... <laughs> Man, I, I'm just an extrovert full stop. Like... I, I gotta be. I gotta do stuff. I, I I could do things, but why do those things when I could hang out with people? Are people not doing things? Fuck them. I'm gonna make them do things. <laughs> and that's why you are an impeccable game master. <laughs> it's an important skill. Yeah, your powers somebody's, of social manipulation. Somebody's got to make it happen. <laughs> Does that mean my introvertedness makes me less of a game master? Uh, yes. That just makes you a better a better prepared game master. <laughs> yeah, ghost maybe. Master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ghost master. There you go. I mean, it does mean you're not going to be running like LARPs anytime soon, per se. But you may write a film script about one. So, I feel like I feel like running a LARP uh, is something that I could do because I could just literally say, "I'm not here," <laughs> like just have everyone else do their stuff. I don't have to play NPCs. Just just I just answer questions. Uh, I'm the question master. <laughs> Every time. A question. Actually, actually, I feel like Doug. You would run the LARP from a ham radio, twenty miles. <laughs> yeah, come to the all, come to the all hearing rock. <laughs> just it's just uh, a walkie talkie. I mean, <laughs> gaff tape to a rock. That's practically how I ran my uh, Professor Oddlove, uh, Call of Cthulhu slash Strangelove uh, LARP, where basically I was the. Um, uh, the conduit for all of their messages in and out of the war room. And basically, uh, like, if they wanted to ask me a question, they had to write it down on a top-secret communique and hand it to me. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I, I, I think I fancy myself the, uh, more of a burning bush. <laughs> <laughs> you you should that get show. that checked out. I set them up and the knocks me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like John Starr started that too. Thanks for the show, everybody. Thanks for coming out. 
Well, I'll start the next one. My my introvertedness has just led me to an entire week or so of playing nothing but Doom Eternal. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where that one ends. (laughs) So I recently discovered in this quarantine that I'm more of an extrovert than I originally thought, because three days in, I'm like, I want to go see my friends. And now (laughs) I can't do that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so that's so sour. Like, why why when when this happens that that you want to go out and it just no one's there, no one's even online. Sometimes I'm like, where is everyone? They were all just simulations. They were all chatbots. <laughs> I was so satisfied being alone until I had no option but to be alone. Yeah. Eh. I feel like it would be easier to be a hermit, like to choose it, than to be forced into. Oh, Oh, I just heard Jared. Yes, you did. (laughs) Uh, My version was better. (laughs) 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 God, I missed that laugh. (laughs) It's like a Dark Lord of ASMR. Jared should do ASMR. Oh my gosh, why didn't anyone think of this before? We we've basically been getting him to do it by only casting him as characters who talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just wait till you hear um the Cthulhu series that takes place in New York City that's just like uh Jared Orson Wellsing it up for you know like twelve episodes or, or something. Oh, that sounds I, wonderful. I sat next to him. I had a fear boner the entire <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you forgot about me casually stroking it the whole time. <laughs> because it was scared. You have, very, you have a very ghostly touch. You have a very ghostly touch. Spooky. We also have a new member in the chat right now, uh, Win Goomba's Attack. Hey there. Feel free to talk, chime in. Oh, hey there. Hello. Pleasure to have How you, you doing, here. Cap? Oh, I'm doing good. I- Who knew to to get more than like three people in these Discord hangouts, we only needed a global pan- pandemic. <laughs> I've always been at the, the lightning walks once. So Not you. <laughs> more, more, more than just big bad. <laughs> big bad. What's faithful. up? We're just we're just going over our favorite uh, uh, spooky voice people like Jared, and also talking about uh, if we're introverts or. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I love the idea of uh, like Jared. Else, that's really good. I, uh, I uh, have you guys heard the uh, the interview or just wasn't an interview? I guess he was recording a commercial, and uh, it's just Orson Welles getting really pissed about like the the script he has to read about like peas. That's oh awesome. yes, yes. Um, there's a can we get there's a pinky in the there's a pinky in the brain episode that mocks that exactly. There's, a, there's an episode of The Critic as well that does that, like a, a bit about like Orson Welles and peas, yes. which is great. Too much direction. <laughs> yeah, a buttery du- penis. Yeah. I played a toy that destroyed and killed other toys. 
Mm, full of country goodness and green, green penis. penis. Yeah, exactly. Luke, what do you th- what do you think of a Cthulhu season where every character is just a different version of Orson? <laughs> Ah, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> so, so you're in. Doug and I is it, um, is like different age Orson Welles, like young Orson Welles, and no, old I mean Orson they're not Welles. literally Orson Welles. They're all different people, but they all represent a different, <laughs> like a different Orson Welles uh, moment. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were different Orson Welles, like a cowboy Orson Welles. <laughs> oh, it's even better, like Morty's, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's Rick and Morty, but it's Orson Welles and uh, Tesla. Be, I, I got be, nothing. I'd be Orson Welles with a different hat. Right. Mer, uh, reverse merman, Orson Welles. Yeah. I'd be Orson Welles. <laughs> Jared, can we get some uh, some demos of these? Um, like. First, Cowboy Orson Welles, followed by, um, I don't know, an Orson Welles who just, like, makes, like, unintelligible fish noises. Um, let's see. Um, give, me, give me a couple lines for, for the Cowboy one. Um, hey, partner, you don't... <laughs> there, there's, there's a, a snake wrong. in my boot. Get out of my saloon. Well, hey there, partner... There's a snake in the watering hole, and I'm out of sarsaparilla. Yes, yes. That's awesome. We can make this happen. <laughs> Let's pitch it to Adult Swim. It's called Too Many Orses. <laughs> well, Orses well, ends well. What about one? Too Many Wells. It'll be about alcohol. <laughs> what, what, what about one where Orson Welles is, talks normal, just like regular Orson Welles, except every few seconds he's accidentally taken a sip of something that's too, too what? Yeah, we missed too it. Hot? Okay. Oh, sorry. That's too oh. hot. Oh, no. The suspense out? is killing me. He said too hot, but I don't know what the real punchline was. Ah, uh, yes. This, this Earl Grey tea is exactly what I needed. <laughs> What protuberance is this? It's so beautiful. Uh, I don't feel so bad about my birthday being canceled now. I'll sing you a private message in the voice of Orson Welles just for you, John. Oh, God. Just Doug, that's a great movie line. Just imagine Orson Welles just emerging from a cake in his birthday. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Are we talking about yeah, past Orson Welles or current Orson Welles? Because current Orson Welles would be a little bit uglier. Uh, past Orson Welles. Okay. But, uh, yeah. These are good. These are good things we're talking about. <laughs> this is what this was meant for. Mm-hmm. Is so, it possible to do a hand check? Uh. Yeah, I pushed the talk, so at least one of my hands is on the keys right now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through each of us and and ask for different different talking points. Um, 
so for listeners, if you if this is totally optional, or it's it's I mean it's optional for everybody, but if you have if you have a, a talking point, something you like to bring up, something you like to talk about to celebrate or to or to initiate discussion, like I'm sure there's probably a number of people here who kind of have a long prolonged discussion about the new Animal Crossing. I have nothing to say on the matter, but you might be able to. Uh, all the same, let's start with um, Boar. And then uh, see where we go from there. Unless, unless Boar, I'm springing it on you, and you don't want that. Um. So I've got one thing that I can I can talk about. Um. So during the past few months, I've gotten really into this show, Taskmaster. Yes. Uh, it's a it's a British show. Uh, Cap, you might already know where I'm going with this if you saw my post earlier. But uh, so right now, uh. Let me back up. Uh, Taskmaster, if you haven't seen it, it's basically a show where uh, they take a bunch of British comedians, I, I think like four or five per season, and then they basically give them uh, random tasks. And whoever completes these tasks in either the most interesting or fast way uh, wins points. And then they tally up the points and whoever wins the episode uh gets all of these things and then they carry over throughout the whole season anyway uh what they're doing for this whole quarantine thing is they're doing a home tasking uh contest so i started participating in this uh what they're doing is giving out a task every few days they're giving you about 30 hours to complete it and you just have to videotape it and upload it and i put my first entry in the television channel above um, and it's co-starring Nikki, so that's what uh, that's what I've been up to lately. Any anybody else watch the show? No, that's the first one. I've only seen uh, clips of, regarding one specific, and it's um, James Acaster. Ah, okay, yeah, he, I just watched his season pretty recently. Besides, was, uh, besides pretty being funny. on Team Game, do they like win a reward? What was that? Besides just being on television, do they win some kind of reward at the end? Oh, um, they win a uh, a gold statue of Greg Davis's head uh, if they win the series. But if they win the episode, uh, the first task of the show is always for them to give a, a theme, and they have to bring in prizes of their own that fit that theme, and then whoever wins the prize or whoever wins the episode gets all of the prizes. So free labor with no reward that they have to opt to them. I'm, yep. I'm down. Let's do this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever watched British TV show, they're always on shoestring budgets. <laughs> Granted, the so. set is, it's just one set, but the set is very opulent. It's like the nicest looking yeah. studio setup that anyone has. Um, well, yeah, because yeah, they're not spending any money on prizes. True. Yep. Doesn't the Taskmaster himself have a throne? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Bor, I'm curious though. Like, as you are uploading, is this simply a group project people are participating in, or is there actually like, are they doing online judging of of, of submissions and so on? They claim that they have a team that's watching it all, um, and they are uh, running them past Greg Davis to judge the ones that they deem the best. Wow, well, so, I'm rooting for you. Maybe in this chat. That's possible. That's amazing. Has anyone heard of that 
it's like a canceled Japanese show where this guy was just put into a house and he had yes. to survive off. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he he could only like mail order things, right? No, so it was to, only those contests. Win. Yeah, it was yeah, contests. Contest. He gets um, like a bag of rice and he starts dancing. Nasubi. <laughs> Yeah, and he's uh, his his name actually means eggplant because of the shape of his. John, John cut out. You're consistently cutting out. <laughs> I think that like maybe that that may have been on purpose. Yeah. That last one, I'm not sure, but yeah. That was no. a good cut out though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a plus. I don't know what's going on on my end. Yeah. Are he... you on push to talk? Yeah, but I'm pushing it. My my circle. Hold it longer, green. buddy. Hold it longer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say this thing. And then uh, this is the last word. That worked. Hold okay, it down that way. Right. It's the delay <laughs> thing, I think. I think I need to set a longer delay. So, uh, alts, uh, new addition to the chat, we have, uh, well, I'm not sure what you want to call yourself, but uh, their handle is Samurai X Sama most places, except that here it's a big old cl- collection of runes. <laughs> so, um, don't know if you want to tune in on, your, on the audio, but hey, how you doing? Okay, Samurai X Sama. Hey there. <laughs> All good. Um, so yeah, uh, Nasubi, uh, the Japanese dude, or yeah, the Japanese dude who's like he's a comedian who basically gets kidnapped by a television producer and it's totally real and forced to, forced to survive exclusively on mail order contests. He's given a ton of magazines and has to write and or call into these mail in contests. He's locked in a room with no clothing, um, and it is. Uh, a very cruel and terrible thing that they did to this person, except that it's also, ex- like, in retrospect, I mean, like, we can't take back that it's happened. It should never he's, happen again, but it's beautiful a, and fascinating. He's a comedian. <laughs> he deserves it. No, no. What happened Yikes. to him is not okay. Um, it's. But he does, but he does, I mean, he can leave at any time. I don't know that he can. Yeah, he, he could, could call the police. Caps right. Like, that's, that's very psychologically true. bad for someone who 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 is hanging on uh, only for uh, like he he was a comedian that wanted to break into acting and he only got one role afterwards and he was done with all of it. It it damaged him. Maybe I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced that he didn't know more about it than you know than they let on. Well, either way, the such. the the emotions that he showcases at at little like successes and so forth are uh beautiful and extremely real um and they i mean he changed he changed his name to eggplant because of the shape of his head i feel like he's kind of maybe into the abuse john everybody does funny stupid things when they're when when all the world is is sunny and bright and then when someone makes you a prisoner um and you go slowly insane you know, you don't know what's going to happen. All I know is like, I guess we'll, I guess we'll all find out. I guess we will all find out. Yeah, we're all going to be Nasubi uh, in the end. Um, oh, we should do. We should. I'm, I'm going to do it. What are you going to do, bud? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna only consume what I win from prizes for the next two weeks. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna starve and die because we don't really have that same kind of uh, mail order prize economy uh, that Japan That's has. Okay. That's uh, all right. I got this boy right here. We're gonna do a contest right now. Yeah, I got cucumbers. Yeah. I've got bacon ranch dressing. I've got ramen. What do you need? Uh, I don't know. Let me send you a postcard. We'll find out. You must earn it. 
<laughs> but you have to do it from the. You have to broadcast on the radio. Do you have the ability to broadcast on the radio? Yeah, everybody does. Turn your phone into an FM radio right now. Uh, well, let's turn the tables a bit. Big bad those are shadow some man. Hot socks, by the way. That Thank you. Let's just stop. Four bucks. Let's go. <laughs> Big bad shadow man. What's on your mind? So, I'm currently working on stuff for my D and D campaign. Dope. Yeah. You uh, posted some really cool art in our art thread on Discord. Um, oh yeah. You said it was for like an unused. Storyline. Oh something? yeah. Um. So one of our, uh, one of my um old campaigns, um, uh, finally got to the point where we had a bunch of money, and my character bought a pub. <laughs> well, so, did like the entire yeah. campaign change into like a situational comedy at that point? No, no. Uh... Do you know everybody's names? <laughs> yeah. Is it just me, or is that like half of call it, or half of D and D campaigns, like? people settle in a town and it's like this is our town now <laughs> pretty much it, it happened that is very accurate where where dean is from again and before i played on dungeons and doritos that's exactly what we did we picked a spot in forgotten realms called tribor and we were like, this have an entry they're like it's gonna because we're gonna take it over and yeah it was fun we we like spent all of our money like our DM had like this whole elaborate campaign and we were just like so focused on the town that he just besieged it over and over until we moved away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. you name it the Winchester? <laughs> no. We uh, had a group called the Suckas with Saps though because we didn't have enough money to outfit our NPCs. So we just gave them Saps. Just cloth bags full of rocks. <laughs> Uh, it's good to know I'm not the only one who does that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what can you share with us about your current campaign? Well, um, so the one I'm running right now, um, my players are currently in a um, dungeon that's being held by uh, demon cultists. And they decided to split the party. <laughs> Ooh, so they're for shame. Yes. Um, well, the first thing they did was made a beeline to the big boss room. Oh, wow. Passing all the other other areas. <laughs> so uh, when the fight started, um, there was a lot of, you know, still living minions. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. Are they, and they're in the middle of that problem right now? Oh, or yeah. They, yeah? Okay. Yeah, they, yeah they, are, they are currently uh, second stage of the actual fight. Is what I'm working on right now. Ah, they haven't even seen its final form. No. Well, <laughs> they they beat the the guys, the, the boss guys that are kind of running the thing, while the actual big bad just sent two demons to like just just go clean up, <laughs> go clean up that mess. So um, so yeah. One's currently being chased. One of my players is currently being chased through uh, the hallways, while the other ones are kind of slowly. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we're gonna uh, look for spoils of war." <laughs> Portal opens up, and two giant monsters just come out. So that's fun. You should uh, game master them to just bump into each other, like back to back, like all thematic. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Like a Scooby-Doo thing? Yes, that was yeah. exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Like they go through the door running scene and they're like, Zoinks, man! Yeah. Uh, cat. So we've oh, got her. someone called Sparkles and Derp just showed up. Nice. Rosita. Oh, Rosita. Welcome to the party. Rosita. Uh, Rosita, of course, being uh, of the B team of Dungeons and Doritos. Um, now, Brian, uh, are you are you voice capable presently? I, I believe so. I hear you. Yes. Great. Okay, so you happen to be in Seattle. You moved to Seattle. Um, how's that treating you, bud? I love this area. I am so happy that I am here and not in Florida right now uh, for many reasons, but mostly uh, what I've observed the response of the government to the situation here has been very reasonable uh, and responsible. And our uh, trajectory on the infections right now is actually very um, reasonable and sort of trending down uh, compared to states like New York and Florida, where it is going through the roof. So I am happy I have gotten into the uh, queer community here a little bit before the shutdown, found some great bars, went and saw some drag queens and some performance art. And uh, I was going to go to a modular synthesizer thing here with the Patchworks crew. And uh, uh, that unfortunately caught the, the right at the beginning of the shutdown. So have not been able to do that yet. But uh, no, I'm, I'm quite happy here. Uh, I've got an axe to chop wood. I don't have flannel yet, but that's someday I'll get <laughs> flannel. Uh, my boyfriend has been cooking amazing vegan meals and getting me to eat better. And uh, we're making a new podcast very soon. I'm very excited. And there will probably be more about this uh, sometime whenever we get the first few in the can. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's great. That is great. I love your, your Northwest Pacific lumberjack lifestyle that's beautiful i'm living the dream of some weird heterosexual but also some also <laughs> amazing you know queer boy who just likes the the bears well oh me so yeah, yeah you're doing the bear version of that and that's that's good oh, i thought you meant literal bears for a second so yeah, <laughs> you're also doing that uh, i mean i'm not gonna like you know kick him out of our yard or anything but that's yeah, it's pretty much their yard now. Uh, uh, I, I still love that video of that person just hey, hey, get out of my yard and just bears just leave. <laughs> uh Canadian, the Canadian getting rid of the bear. Yeah. Well, how about shamed we... the uh bear into leaving? <gasps> there she is. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> wow. I guess. <laughs> hey Rosita. Hello. How's your world? Everyone's Tell saying, us everything. Huh? How's your world? Tell us everything. How's what now? Your world. Uh, chaotic. <laughs> Very hectic. Well, um, <laughs> how about how about a? Uh, do you happen to have? And you don't have to have at this moment, but uh, a a talking point about something cool or good, giving you life in this dark time. It's giving me life. Um. Yes. Okay. Well. One thing that gave me hope or just brought a little, a little smile to my face. So I'm, uh, things are very hectic right now because I'm a nurse. I'm a bedside <gasps> nurse. Oh. And uh, one of 
my coworkers told me that the other day she went down to the administration office and witnessed the president of the hospital himself chasing after a visitor who had grabbed a handful of N95 respirator masks from one of the <gasps> nursing floors. That's fucked. So, and calling oh. security on the way out the door. So terror. I know that my administration, at least, even if our government isn't doing everything, the local hospitals are doing everything that they can to protect healthcare workers and uh, the public in general in this very uncertain time. <laughs> wow. Bravo. <laughs> yep. Well, dang. Okay. And then things got, yeah. No, no, it was supposed to be a fun story that he's actually chasing after critical supplies, but I guess it's also very depressing. It's, it's but it needs to be done. But also hopeful because yeah. that is that is quite a picture. Uh -huh. Like if there was if there was a moment in history where they're like look back on this time and you just had a snapshot of a doctor just chasing a dude, getting his respirators <laughs> back for the sick, it'd be like this was what happened in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be like the shot of like the dude standing in front of the tank. <laughs> yeah. Or like the heroes are here with Jima. A flower being put into a rifle. Yeah. Yes. It, it would be it would exactly. be a dude half halfway through it like a spear tackle with like a like a doctor spearing a dude holding a bunch of rest. Yeah, then he drops the elbow, works the body a little bit, puts him in a full Nelson, and then Oh yeah, goes for the arm bar. I'm gonna imagine this all actually happened. Every single moment of that. <laughs> also, the doctor is Hagar from uh Final fight. Obviously. When he's when, when he's the mayor? Yeah, he's the mayor too. <laughs> also, there's a big bird there. <laughs> like a, a big yellow bird with like kind of pink legs? No, Jim Henson, big bird is there. That, that's what I mean. Actual big bird. <laughs> right, you're right. <laughs> we got Brandon in the chat. Hey Brandon. Shh, I'm hiding. I'm not here. <laughs> How do you use Discord? I'm old. How? Wh who are these people? I'm figuring it out, too. <laughs> oh, I see. I see them now. I see where they are. Brandon's had a hard time getting here. I'm really glad you made it, Brandon. I mean, I was driving, so it's really hard to reinstall and configure Discord while driving. <laughs> yeah, please be safe. But now I'm not <laughs> driving, so now I'm just pooping, so you can all listen to that. Nice. Nice. Thank Turning you for sharing with us. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can barely hear you. You can barely hear me? That's odd. Is anyone else having yeah, audio issues? Brandon, we weren't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, Never mind, Cap. You sound, I've, you sound lovely. I've jacked oh my God, myself so loud. up. So loud. Ooh, you should turn it down more, actually. I, I mean, turn it down a little more. bit. Okay. How about now? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're... You're yeah. perfect. Oh, you fine. Great. If anybody's too loud or quiet, you can just right click on their name and change their volume individually. Thank Look you, how Discord smart you are. Uh, everybody, let's give a round of applause for Boar. But don't key in your mic. That way you can't. <laughs> John Starr, coming all the way from the mean streets of Boston. Uh, how's the wicked anime world in this strange time? Uh, it's it's good. We're we're all still talking with each other. We're all still friends. If if like we haven't made that clear in the past or anything like that, <laughs> but um, we actually because of this uh, anime Boston, our our like homegrown 
uh, thing that we do every year for con month was canceled. So instead we're planning on doing a series of recordings in place of going to anime Boston. So we, amongst our hiatus, we might have a couple of releases coming up, but we're not a hundred percent sure yet. That's awesome. Uh, you can, yeah, you can always, uh, if, if anything, it's going to come out on uh, Evan's uh, flagship podcast, uh, the Boston Pastor Brigade. So, like, we'll have something for for that time. Cool. Uh, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, I posted it. Uh, did I post it today or yesterday? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, like, all these, all my days are blending together at home. Uh, I actually, I, I'm starting online teaching with my high school students mm. uh, tomorrow. So that's going to be a new and weird experience. But anyways, uh, like, Andrew has been working on a comic book. Um, and he's doing that through Patreon. But it's free. So he's been working on that. Super, it's super good, super fun. I've, I've been his editor the whole way through and his, his biggest cheerleader problem. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so that's in the, I think, art comics thread on comics. Discord. Yeah, comics thread on Discord. So everyone should check that out if they haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah. Um, otherwise. Sounds rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, I actually have to be out of here by nine because I have an obligation to my wife to watch the latest episode of Shit's Creek, if anybody's watching that. Love Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah. I saw one clip recently today, and I've decided maybe I will watch it. But other than that, I've... <laughs> Yeah, I've only seen like memes and stuff. It's so good. Yeah, I saw the. She's talking about uh, uh, somebody's telling the one guy about folding in cheese, but he doesn't know what it means. Or... I'm probably explaining it badly, but it was <laughs> it was fun. Please, please continue to explain that. I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay. Actually, so, from what I know of the show, you're probably right exactly on the money with whatever yeah, so, happened. <laughs> so, so there's a guy, right? And he's got thick eyebrows and Eugene kind Levy, of a, AKA Johnny a very light voice. And then there's like oh, an wait, older Eugene lady. Levy or his son? You're talking about David Rose. What? Dark... Oh, it's not Eugene Levy. It's not Eugene Levy. Okay. I know you. Yeah, it's not American Pie Dad. It's, um, it's the guy son. from all the. Son. Yeah. yeah, it's reaction. It's reaction uh, pick guy. Anyway, yeah. so uh, he's got like a bowl and he's he's mixing stuff and she's reading from a recipe and she says, it says fold in the cheese. And he's like, how do I fold it in? And she's like, if I tell you, then you won't be able to do it. So you have to do it yourself. And he's like, okay, well, just tell me how to fold in the cheese. I'm not going to tell you how to do anything. And they're arguing about it. Yes, David. Okay. I'd say this uh, is a bad <laughs> example of what the show's like, but... Oh, but, well, if it's a bad example of what the show's like, then I don't want to watch the show because no, I thought it was good. It's great. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I just feel like, I, I feel like for anybody listening at home, is, you know, it's Is not that really the compelling. show where the rich family lives in a hotel room now? Yes. Yes. So not Arrested Development, though. No. No. Okay. It's got Chris Elliott playing no. Roland Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen the show. It's pretty funny. Grandson of uh, Horace Shit. <laughs> were they cooking in it? Because that's the only thing I know about the show is they were cooking. <laughs> uh not often no not often this is similar to my uh the only thing i know about buckaroo bonsai which is the bar the bar scene so i just i'm assuming it's about a guy that goes to bars and and plays music is that pretty accurate uh yeah that's one of the many things he does yes but that's like what the whole movie is the whole movie is about parks and rec Wherever you go, well, John. I mean, it, it, it's that, are. but there's like the, the half hour break uh, where it's just straight, uncut necrophilia scene. Is this David Lynch? Is it David Lynch? 
<laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. Buckaroo Banzai, uh, he, uh, he goes to uh, another place. There's, like, a tree with, like, a, a bunch of goop on it, and, like, there's just this, like, strobe light. Yeah, it's it's exactly like what you think it would be. No, that's oh. Ernest. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ernest goes to the Black Lodge. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vern. I, I, I would do it backwards. Just pretend I did that backwards. Yeah, I, I could. I, if I would, I could. Would if I could, I would have. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell where my head was at. Um, <clears throat> where's your head at? at, at, at Thank you, John. <laughs> um, the Wizard of Recon. Hello. Hello. How's your world? What's given you life? What would you like us to talk about? Um, I mean, things have been kind of wild um, since my uh, university kind of just went on, I guess, starting next week. I've been at my parents' house this week and trying to get the movie night stuff figured out on like my end yeah. um, as far as streaming software. Uh, goes been a little bit hectic haven't gotten much time to do it so preemptive heads up for everybody we are attempting to do some movie nights on the omniverse nerdy show discord but i'm curious uh do do we have any theories of what films that might be or... oh uh actually i i am doing this on another discord it's my uh rainbow six siege discord uh-huh. um a, a, our five stack gets together and we've been watching neil breen movies oh wow <laughs> oh jeez. do you destroy your laptops that you're watching it on when he destroys a laptop in the film yes <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> It's it's been an, an, a very expensive investment, but yes, we, <laughs> we have to do it within the spirit of Neil Breen. Beautiful, I love it. Performance art. <laughs> I love it. Brian and Doug just posted this exact same <laughs> Neil Breen at the same time. <laughs> oh, that is oh, that is powerful, powerful, powerful magic that you have instilled on us just now. That's the power of Neil Breen. (laughs) Um, So, for us that don't know, who the heck is Neil Breen? Oh oh my God, I did it! I did it to you guys, but but it was lag. John. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Okay, let's see. Uh, I would recommend I don't know hunting down some kind of YouTube compilation. Neil Breen is one of those fascinating white men who somehow has enough disposable income that he decided that he would become his own movie star. So he has a ton of written, directed, and starring by Neil Breen films, and they are all batshit crazy. Okay, I I think I might have, I probably... My my first exposure to Neil Breen was I watched a movie review from uh, Red Letter Media when they did their Best of the Worst, uh, and that was a riot hearing them talk about those movies. Are these anywhere near as good as the David Dakota film? I'm not familiar with those. Same. Yeah. Don't don't watch them. Do you have a, do you have a gift? <laughs> they're all they're they're all nonsense films made by a guy who clearly just wants to make a softcore game. 
but he also wants to sell them to Netflix. Oh, 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 is uh is one of them uh what's the Bigfoot one or like uh was, uh DB Cooper versus Bigfoot. Like, yes, yes, DB Cooper versus Bigfoot. That was also another disappointing media. Yeah. What a disappointing movie that is. It's like 60 minutes wandering in a forest with nothing happening. The only movie that is not a softcore gay porn is called A Talking Cat? Question mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Question is, mark and everything? What is his name? Yeah. Is, is D.B. Cooper versus Bigfoot the one where just sweaty, naked men jogging for half the movie? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Okay, yeah. I've, <laughs> I think I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> David Dakota. David that's Dakota an inspired is description. Uh, so that's movie. <laughs> That's settled. That's locked in. <laughs> <laughs> what was the What was the David Dakota movie we watched where the where the old um, ladies turned into cougars? Was it just called Cougars? <gasps> I think it might have just been called Cougars. My dream. Wait, actual Cougars? <laughs> uh, it was just a clip art of a uh, giant cat on a person's <laughs> face with a <laughs> noise. <laughs> Is this newer or older? Half of the movies uh, are years ago. I don't know. These uh, all took place in the last twenty. Yeah, half of the films are just um, s- presumptive straight fit uh, young men showering, but they don't use like soap or anything. They just kind of rub themselves under the water. Oh, <laughs> the absolutely best one is. Well, I don't. I mean, that's how I do it. I don't know what else you're talking in, about. In, in Speed Demons, they in order to. Uh, possess the next member of the group with the speed demon because they're street racers. Uh, one of them stands in the center and they just cover him in motor oil and just rub him down. And uh, when it when they've all died except for the final guy, we're like, oh man, the girl's gonna have to step in and rub the guy down. But no, the girl just watches as he rubs himself down with the motor oil. <laughs> as she should. So as I just she should. That is his right as the speed demon. This I sounds like a Greg Araki film. <laughs> I'm going to link it in chat. Um, it says director, 159 credits. Cougar cult. <laughs> That's a cougar cult. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just 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 watch the, the the YouTube trailer I just posted, and it's everything you need to know. I can't oh, wait to like learn so of this. <laughs> um, prescription hipster. Hello. Same question as before with everyone. Uh, what's been on my mind and what I've been up to? Uh, yeah, and, and I don't know. What if there's a uh, conversation or... you want to start? Let's start the conversation. Putting you on the spot. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess the only thing that it's been on my mind lately that isn't like real world trauma mm-hmm. is like I like people's opinions on the DC shared universe, whether they're positive or negative. And just for everybody's clarification, it's from Man of Steel, and the only one that's not included is the Joker. Okay. Just in case any. Wait, and but if you haven't. What about uh, the Catwoman, Halle Berry? Isn't that also outside? No, I mean it's like from from the movie that Man of Steel on, but not oh, including the Joker. Right, the yes. the attempted established DC cinematic universe, which the Joker is not a part of because it's its own mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't know. Like, like, it's so it's lost a bunch of its cohesion, right? Like on purpose. Like they've they've intentionally sort of like it's loosey goosey, kind of like the comic books themselves are now, which is, in my opinion, better. 
Um, because I loved Wonder Woman. Uh, I hear Shazam is great. I really wanted to see it. I just haven't been it's making so out the theaters. It is pretty yeah. good. It's fun. Yes, I'd agree. It is a lot in of my... fun. It just finally doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm. Yeah. And in my opinion, it is the best shared movie universe. Even though I like that early Zack Snyder stuff, which I know a lot of people don't, I still say Shazam is the best. Cool. It's literally the only one I would I would recommend to somebody else. Uh, I liked Birds of Prey. I've got some problems with it, like mostly, uh, mostly how they're like the the feminism in it isn't actually like constructive. But mm. ultimately, uh, I think it was it was a lot of fun and explored the characters in ways that were hitherto unfathomable. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, there's Renee Montoya uh, in a major motion picture. Um, okay. That's great. I love her. So that's cool. And Margot Robbie uh, is an incredible Harley Quinn. She just she is fucking fantastic and is so enthusiastic about the source material and everything. So yeah. uh, that's, that's my. What I love about it the most they're they're referencing to the source material, mm. but it was still its own thing. Yes. Yeah. The really cool thing too is when you watch. Her like she's legitimately having a good time on camera, and and she's actually, uh, you know, a lot of the joy that happens for her is it seems actually pretty. I was um last last North Carolina Comic Con back in November. I was with Jimmy Palmiotti, who he well and and Amanda Connor. Those is a story from him. So Jimmy and Amanda both write the best run of Harley Quinn there's ever been. Um, they're amazing people, and um, he was talking about how he got asked out to the set just to, to hang out. Um, and when they arrived, uh, they saw, um, they were, they, I guess it was that big scene in the fun house at the end. Like there was a bunch of action on roller skates and he was like, wow, like whoever that is on, on roller skates, like just is really like doing an incredible job. These stunts are spectacular. He just assumed it was a stunt actor because why would that be Margot Robbie? <laughs> But then she she sees who it is. She rolls right up to him. He's like, she's like, "Hey, Jimmy, how you doing?" You know. And uh, I mean, her commitment to to these roles, she is she is like a female Tom Cruise in terms of the risks that she takes. It's amazing. Also, hello, Boston. We are actions on roller skates. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Hello, Boston. We are female Tom Cruise." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wins. Uh, um yeah anyone else got hot takes about the dc c u i i I have not made it all the way through any of them except shazam and wonder i actually thought that um uh justice league was kind of fun i don't know anybody else's opinions on that but i thought i like enjoyed it because I knew that I wasn't my like my expectations for it weren't super high, so I just ended up liking it a lot. Yeah, I, I think the best thing about Shazam is that it doesn't need any of the other films. Like it literally, they could not exist, and the movie is just as good. So true, and it it's yes. it's so much fun. And I I actually uh, went to go see Zachary Levi, uh, who plays Shazam, uh, at a Boston Comic Con the summer after the movie came out. And uh, he 
is absolutely 100% in love with everything that he does and is involved in. He's actually a super nice guy um, and and like has a really big passion for like the parts that he plays and all that kind of stuff. So um, like he, he legitimately gets into that role that he's into. That's great. I think when when the new rebooted DC universe started, they were still trying too hard to be Christopher Nolan and they were trying too hard to be dark and gritty and serious. And that's not what everyone wants to see all the time. And the further away they get from all that grittiness and and frankly, Zack Snyder, the further away they get from him, it it seems the the more fun and overall the better those movies have become. They just it's need to hire Joss Whedon more. So so, so the, the so the actually the, the reason why it's like Zack that Snyder is last. You know, you know, it's because Christopher Nolan was supposed to do all the way up until World's Finest, which ended up as Batman v Superman. He, uh, he was actually supposed to continue uh, his, you know, his Batman series. And then when he pulled out because they wouldn't let him make Interstellar, he went, well, fuck y'all and left. But then they ended up with all that, you know, all that pre-production work and they ran with it and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing because, you know, they're, they're, they're not they're not Christopher Nolan. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think it's like fundamentally worse than that. Like it's Zack Snyder as a like as a craftsman is not that terrible. It's that Zack Snyder is an objectivist and should not be allowed to touch Superman, which is made by Jewish immigrants in the 1930s and 40s. Like, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for for most of him, like everything he like 300 and all that stuff, like it's obviously, you know, brilliant. Right. And it's own. And it's it's in its own genre, even you know, but that doesn't need to be projected on top of other stuff. That being said, I did actually like. That's like when they when Zack Snyder made Sucker Punch. It said like you know Zack Snyder, the visionary director of Dawn of the Dead, Three Hundred, Watchmen. I'm like, how can you be visionary if all of your best films are someone else's stuff first? That's, that's marketing, though. He didn't call himself. No, I know, but I think that's just them trying to push it. Like, wow, what a great, what a great filmmaker is going to make this next great movie. I'm like, I guess. Can I say yeah. something about like? Because I was never a traditional Superman fan, so like, I like Man of Steel, but I know it's not the Superman most people like. But I'm in the, the same second, boat. But the second, the main point I'm trying to get to is he had a plan to get Superman there. But he had to leave production to to a family thing. Oh, see, that's the thing is like, I mean, I, I get that whole thing if he's not that Superman, but he's not even that. Because the problem is, is like there's that whole scene at the end where like uh, it's like, oh, is, is, is Superman going to kill him or not? Like, we don't give a shit about this Superman. We've seen him do nothing but destroy places basically since he's an adult. And so like we don't care whether or not he's going to kill a guy like it has no impact because it's yeah it's not superman so yo what if what, it's like that whole so you're, i mean you're totally right but i just had a realization joker they made joker sympathetic what if man of steel is just a lead-up to make a lex luther film where lex luther is sympathetic <laughs> uh, so he was actually almost he was almost there but actually he wasn't even supposed to be lex luther Still he wasn't cast as lex luther <laughs> he's like technically Lex Luthor Jr. or something, and then they just called no, him no, Lex. No, no, I mean, like he was supposed to be the Riddler or some shit when they originally cast him. Oh wow! And then they, and then you know, of course, the board always has to put in their input, and they went, no, 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 it has to be Lex Luthor because it's a fucking Superman movie. 
And I'm like, well, it's also a Batman movie. <laughs> so he had the comp- so so um because he I forget I'll have to if I can find the interview I'll I'll post it somewhere on the Discord. But he's actually talked about how he got totally fucking boned because he's studying for this one character and then they. That makes a lot of sense to the character then that we actually saw. Like, yeah. That's yeah, actually, I'm, I'm almost positive it's the Riddler because even his plot is very Riddler. Wow. I have a uh, Superman adjacent question. Has anyone seen a horror movie called Brightburn? Yes. yes. I enjoyed that. Word. That's all I had to say. It's, if for any of you who haven't seen it, it's basically if sort of the premise is what if Superman, you know, was growing up a kid and was just kind of a bad guy, not a good guy, loosely. Yeah, it's evil Superman. And it's pretty good. I if, think I wish they would have done more. By the end, you see a lot of cool stuff, but um, you know, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Stuff, so so yes. Goku, if you didn't get dropped on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, you know what? it is. That is literally the story. Never mind. Without Mister <laughs> yes. What is if what if you get him yeah. or lose memory or something? Berserk symbol on it. Yeah. No, anybody? What I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. What about Berserk? Yeah. The Berserk symbol. The sacrificial symbol or whatever of the. Guys, I is only that in Brightburn? I think that was. It's the it's the brand on um not on neck, or guts his neck. Yeah. I got the okay. tattoo, yo. It's not I just thought right that was there. the Bluetooth symbol. <laughs> it is. I can I can wirelessly connect to a lot of things. Connected at like twenty feet. Uh, well, y'all are wonderful. I have to leave. Oh no! I want, but you don't have. To. Well, I'm leaving. Laval, before you leave, leave, what do you think about Zack Snyder's best movie, Legend of the Guardians? The Owls of Gahul. Best bird-based movie he's ever made, honestly. It's easily, it also may be, it also may be his best animated movie. It is, it is actually. For my money, it's actually his best movie. No, I I was going to get there, but yeah, it is actually legit his best movie. I haven't seen it. It's Lord of the Rings with birds. Oh, okay, then I guess I've sort of seen it. Pretty good. Try watching 300 at home. It's uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's 300 with birds, really, is what it is. <laughs> it's a lot of movies, but with birds. Yeah. It's, are the birds like Superman the Spartans? <laughs> or are they the Persians? Uh, both. Yeah, yes to all. Their wings black this guy. <laughs> Their wings, well, yes. That's, well, you, you beat me. But they're nocturnal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of nighttime fighting. John, it's just like a Zack Snyder movie. It's been it's, real. Thank you for being here, and we'll smell you later. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real, but it hasn't been real fun. Ugh. Bye, of all. All right, fuck off, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Be I'll safe, see everybody. You bed, John. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, we've traded John Laval for Adam Briggs from oh. Ghostbusters. Shit, guys, I gotta go. Briggs is here. Uh, there's only supposed to be one of us in a room. And <laughs> That's cool. He's just Robin dressing up as you. Briggs, sorry, Briggs, really quick. These people were trying to say that uh, the Tyrannosaurus was not a scavenger. Anyway, good night. <laughs> you fuck. We said no such thing. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, jeez. I mean, he actually it's said the right thing. Okay. I mean, that's a win-win. <laughs> Um,
All right. When Goombas attack, uh, if you'd like, by all means, direct us in conversation. Okay. Um, well, I'm... I didn't catch that if you've said Sorry. words. All good. Yeah, uh, well, in terms of, like, what's, like, being in the big, in the big QT, in the big, um, we, last year in, uh, college, and we're working on, so I'm on a big team, we're, uh, trying to learn uh, dev remote now, which is an interesting and, uh, new lesson that we've been, uh, learning. So I guess, if we want to talk about, like, um, over the internet i think that's like might have okay so uh i was only getting fragments of that now did you did you in fact say at some point sex over the internet i absolutely did not say sex over the internet but, okay uh, damn it <laughs> well i'm out but we, we can talk about i that came as in well. at the best time <laughs> hi Clearly, ruby we can can absolutely talk about sex over the internet, though. <laughs> um, well, what did you actually say? I'm so sorry. I didn't catch it. Oh, it's no worries. Um, basically, uh, I'm talking about, so, working on a, a video game with a bunch of people. Uh -huh. Awesome. Learn how to work remote, because... Uh, you're cutting out really, really badly. I heard you're soaking on a video game with other people, <laughs> and then awesome. nothing after. Group, group project, making a video game together. And no worries. Uh, I just wanted to talk about like working on stuff, like working on projects collaboratively over the internet. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we do that a lot. Um. Uh, I mean, for, for my money, I mean, like, my entire career has been relatively internet-based. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of us who are local to Orlando, and we get together, and we have writer's rooms and so on. Um, but but there has been a lot of all of our administration for Nerdy Show and Omniverse, etc., that's been done remotely via different kinds of group chat stuff. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just regular phone calls, like... You know, uh, Colin, for example, he's our sound designer for literally everything, but he lives in Nashville and I hardly ever see him. But we talk on the phone a lot. And um, often that means I will surprise him with something because we won't talk on the phone enough that he's like got a the gist for what's coming up. But, um, you know, just as much constant communication as possible has always, has always worked really well for us. And um, we keep things still like loose, light, collaborative. And there's a lot of trust, you know, like. If someone if someone fucks up and they don't pull their weight, that's, I mean that's that there's that's one you know you either learn that people handle different kinds of you know problems and you can't trust them for some things and like you have to. I said I was sorry, Cap. Hey, <laughs> I love Are you. Are we doing this again? Anybody else want to talk about collaborative work? Hmm. No. I do a shit ton of it with my real job. Yeah. Yeah, like like we like basically live in like Google Suites, like Google Drive and shit, which has been fortunately good for this whole working from home thing. But like even then, like I don't know, not not seeing people in person, it, it loses something. Oh, that sounds like a dream. 
I hate people. I wish I could never see people, honestly. <laughs> that would be my dream come true. I got an official letter from my work that states if the state of Florida is on lockdown, I can show it to the police and they can't stop me because I'm part of critical infrastructure and I must come to work. So I can't even stay home. Ugh, I hate people. That's some shit, man. You could totally do your job from home if they just let you. Oh, they don't have the money. They only have a couple billion dollars, Cap. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> don't be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, It'll last about as long as it'll take before someone in that office comes up positive for corona. There's only 200 of us in a small sealed box. How could any of us possibly get it? <laughs> I mean, the risk is practically zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time. Yeah. With like a lot of a lot of what we do in um RPG from scratch is very collaborative but we're setting up to do um at least design episodes remotely and i know just from experience that even just the back and forth of like pitching ideas there's so much that's translated when you're in the room with each other that actually does come across in the audio afterwards that i have a hard time consolidating uh. Yeah, in person. I get it. I feel like you do lose something in in just online or virtual collaboration that you don't that you do have in person and face to face. But in extreme situations, I mean, it's great that we have that that oh, technology sure. to allow us to keep the world running. Yeah, podcast like this one. <laughs> it's actually de definitely detrimental to podcasts. I've learned. I mean, some some can handle it, but if you rely on a lot of like chemistry between hosts, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, learning um, learning um, how to operate remotely for podcasts. It is it is something that one has to get used to the the delay to make jokes land and not having eye contact to lean on. You know, we've had people who've gone from being local to being remote and it's been a difficult step off. Um, then there's some people who've always been remote and we have to kind of have, we have to create different behaviors for the way those of us in the studio react to um, the people who are online. Like my policy is always the person who's remote has like, if they start talking, the rest of us shut up because they're at a great disadvantage and it'll be harder for them to feel like they have a foothold to start speaking. But of course, now, no one's in the same room, so... <laughs> Everyone's on evil footing. Chaos range. You beat me to the That's joke. That's why Gabe call on such a hard time. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but... comedy is way harder now, too. No one sees me pie myself in the face or anything, or hit up the step on the rake, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real. Like, we just hear, we just hear like, a... And like of like some kind of piece of wood vibrating, but we don't know what it is. It could just be your dick. Yeah, I resorted to just old Hanna Barbera sound effects. There you go, sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Doug, for the Antichrist reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pool from Ghostbusters. How's your world? Or not? He's busy playing WoW right now. Edwin Pool, wake the fuck up. I'm calling yeah, you out, boy. Yeah. From, yeah. He, he's talking. We can see that he's talking, but we can't hear him. Oh. All right. Hi, well, I do want to recognize that we have the entire living 
uh, B team team on hand right now: Ruby Darling, Rosita Sparkles, Woo-hoo! and Shinobi MC, uh, Dean Relatrix, and Izzy. Hello, friends. Hello. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. I don't even remember what Izzy's voice was anymore. Long <laughs> it, was it was something high and squeaky. I don't know. Innocent, yeah. yeah, that's that sounds about right. About it, right? <laughs> I listen. Friends. You were. Oh, that's right. I think she did. She did turn front. And, there are many sorry, accents at the I just remember being <laughs> exceptionally like over caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were tweaking pretty hard in the studio. Oh, that Mountain Dew! Yeah, well, since hmm, since everyone's here, I mean, I don't have anything planned. There's really not not a lot we could do. We have we have different things to attend to today, but but gosh, maybe maybe we should fill the void of not being able to pursue the main cast stories um, with B team stories. Is that something we should try to do? Yes. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> what about C team? <laughs> C team is just like me and Brandon. Water or... I want to be part of it's D hard team. enough to get one team. I think all C at team. one time. C team is euphemism. Well, well, you got Doug here, so he was kind of the C team. I thought I want to be D team. <laughs> D team is just all the bags of Doritos. I love the D. The D team. I mean, whatever whatever team Brandon and Boar are on is the team of characters that we wanted to do that we didn't get to do. So Josh is also in that team. Wait, what are we, are we talking about Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that show. <laughs> There's this great show called Pokeballs of Steelix, though. That was a good one. <laughs> Someday. Also, Pool messaged me and said to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, apparently, he didn't realize that things weren't working out. I don't know. It's probably talking the whole time. Apparently, yes. Making amazing zings. <laughs> yeah. Wordplay puns. Probably the funniest <laughs> one out of all of us. So, damn. Brandon was at one point going to be. I mean, this is something we talked about. It was never Brandon's idea, but we were we were proposing the notion of. It's uh, never my idea. There was there was the bird flute in D anD D, and Brandon is an amateur ornithologist. Um, Thank you, or Aracocra. <laughs> say what now? You said he's a bird person, so uh, oh, you met you met the the, the crazy wizard. There, the cracks. There was yeah. there was a bird. There was a flute that summoned birds at one point, and we wanted Brandon yeah. to be a character who has this flute. Um, that was it. That was the whole premise. Yeah, and Bra- well, I mean, Brandon would fill in the rest. You know, like make that. What about Grundle? Screwed it up. What about Grundle Taint? I I love Grundle Taint. Do you want to tell everybody about Grundle Taint? I don't remember a damn thing about him. Uh. Grundle Taint was your proposal for a, I think, want to say like troll or goblin from Shadowrun for a Shadowrun orc. campaign that we never did. Maybe an orc mm. who was very short and had an extremely short-term memory and was going to die momentarily. Oh, yeah, the only thing he remembers is he has like a, a year left. No, he's got like, he has a, a lifespan that's very short. And he knows he's going to die. Borrowed time. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly how to make that character. <laughs> but he's dumb as bricks but he has a special ability that makes him incredibly intelligent for a very short period of time <laughs> there's drugs for that yeah he's probably gonna have a lot of drugs actually and uh boar is gonna play a character called reebok do you want to talk about reebok boar is it the shoe <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, oh God, Reebok is a really weird character. He is primarily a cobbler. Um, <laughs> his, that's that's his, funny enough. His his warlock powers are just sort of a uh, they're they're just sort of a side thing that that happened, and he's not too concerned about them. And he's really focused on shoes. Um, so he's got a, a weird backstory where his uh his girlfriend uh who or fiance i guess uh stevie madden uh was <laughs> was ab- abducted by the evil doc martens uh, oh my God. And, and so he basically travels the land trying to find uh his lost love and is constantly checking out everybody's shoes on the way for clues damn that sucks shoes clues can you make can you make tiny shoes for birds? <laughs> I mean, anything's possible. Okay, got it. I'll keep that in mind. And uh I'm going to I'm going to say something uh we got to talk about LaForge's character, but um but Samurai Xama must leave us, but um do you have anything you want to leave us with? If you're still around. I don't even see them. Oh, nope. They, they type <laughs> it. Yep, I've you. already left. Yes. Oh wait, that's is that what that font is? Yes. Yes. Oh geez, I was, thought that was some Norse rune. No. I mean, the it font is. is. It says like elder something. Yeah. Elder. Yes, we're talking about you apparently. Uh. That's it. Elder Futhark. Hmm. Elder Futhark. Well. Uh. Anyhow. Feel free to chime in if you got anything, but otherwise, so great having you with us. Good luck out there, and we'll see you soon. Um, Josh, you were going to play uh, a character during the Northlander campaign. The Northlander campaign? Yeah, for... D- Dungeons and Doritos. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, my goodness. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um, it was back when... You have to refresh my memory, Cap. Uh, well, we, Cap, you, you have were... a really good memory, or are you just digging all this shit out of like a server somewhere? Because what <laughs> Doug was in that one as well. Yeah, well, D- Doug, Doug actually, uh, we we had what? planned to have a, have a new character in there, and it was gonna be Josh, and Doug stepped up at the last minute once scheduling got conflicted somehow. Um, so uh, at the time, Josh was really into, maybe is still into a Reddit uh, subreddit called uh, Swole Acceptance. Oh yes. Very much so, and and that actually informs some of the mythology that ended up in the show, because um, in Swole Acceptance, it's all a bunch of muscle people with this very like mimetic way of talking. Like they have a they have a mythology about Broden, who is like you know like an Odin guy, but is specifically for those who like worship at the Iron Church and get real swole. Um, and if you if you don't work out every day, you succumb to the trickery of Brokey. Um, and it's just a whole it's a whole thing. It was a whole funny weird thing. Um and Josh delighted me with it. We got to talking and um so now so so now the the like the Norse mythology, quote unquote Norse mythology of Dungeons and Doritos is influenced by this Reddit thread, except that Josh, the character that was gonna like Josh's character who was gonna play off of it, isn't there. Ah, <laughs> uh, but the legend remains. Yeah, so he was gonna be a character who was super strong. I don't know if I remember if there's a name or not, but he'd he'd lifted everything but other people's hearts. 
Oh, that's right. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, the uh I guess he he was the the premise, I don't remember his name, but the premise was that he was going to be a support character who would buff people cuz <laughs> once you've lifted the heaviest weights, the hardest weight, the heaviest weight to lift is the hearts of others. Yep. So I love that. So we wrote it into the show, except the character didn't make it. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, I think I had a baby. That could be wrong. I mean, that was a contributing factor. I think the baby had already hatched, though. Oh, okay. I sat on the egg long enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I, I uh, I am very, I'm very curious. We will have conversations after this about the possibility of some B-team adventures with a different uh, game master at the helm. Well, now that I don't have to make the drive. Oh, that's a good point. Um, or, or, or now that it's literally Im impossible. Mm-hmm. But uh, new uh, Izzy, Relatrix, and Dean material could in fact actually do us some good for the story since we don't really know where any of those characters are, and I certainly would like to in include them in the... Uh, what no doubt I just highly suspect will be the massive battle to come at Doritodonia once, like the battle of the however many armies. I would love this. Excited. <laughs> All about it. I love it. Yeah. So there's, we'll all, we'll all mutually have some catching up to do, not just with ourselves, but also to figure out, uh, to refresh ourselves with exactly what the fuck was going on with those characters. <laughs> and what a accent I was <laughs> using. Well, you were using just, what were our voices supposed to be? Uh, Ruby, I asked you to 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 do a French accent because prior, like earlier in Dungeons and Doritos, we'd established that elves were French or like had French accents. So eventually, you started incorporating that, and that was like, oh, it's all coming back to me now. As yeah. you got more and more annoyed with Dean, you're you you slipped into your French accent. Elvish Excellent. Accent. <laughs> And then we got a little bit of backstory from Dean when there was the the call in episode of All Caps, um, and the two and Jamela and Dean like reconnected. But I don't know if that's canonical or not, so we'll have to figure that out. I have a lot written for that. I just never put anything down to like record, but so I don't know. Yeah, Wizard of Retcon proposes that it's Schrodinger's canon, and it one hundred percent is Schrodinger's canon. It's it's all it's all a fucking mystery until we publish something. I think that's how uh, the extended universe of Star Wars has always been treated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did, I did establish what happened to Lefty's boat. Uh, Dean sold it. He sold each piece of wood, having wood until there was nothing left. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. We're 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 fine. We have a flying boat now, so it's fine. I think it's yeah. fine. Doug may have died. We don't know. It's fine. <laughs> we don't know. Find out. His rope was only cut. It was okay. Yeah, but it was like a hundred feet in the air or some shit. <laughs> Can we have a moment of silence for Steve? Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve, he had to die twice. My boy, Steve, man. Uh, R.I.P. Steve. Uh, <sighs> May you rest upon a bag of a pillow of Doritos. Yes. Why would you wish such hell upon him? 
I mean, you knew they Steve. all one day return to Dorito dust. <laughs> yeah. Ashes to ashes, lust to the dust. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, let's see. Uh, let's talk to Jared. I want to hear your buttery voice. Or not. <laughs> He's gone away. I heard you kind of, but you were underwater. What? There you are. Hi. Hi. What's what's up? Oh, I don't know. Um, tell us about your world. You had a bunch of uh, un like travels recently, chaotic travels as as the world came crashing down. Yes. Um. So I I had planned to go to San Francisco for GDC, but that got canceled. Um, but I decided to still go because uh, Alaska would not redeem my uh, uh, refund my my tri travel that uh, ticket. God. Um, so I just went to San Francisco anyways, and then everything else that I wanted to go see in San Francisco started canceling as soon as I got on the plane. So I was just kind of left there, stranded for several days. Um, but then I went to Dallas and came back here. And now I've been swimming in work, which has been wonderful, but uh, it's, it's nice to kind of hit a nice stopping point where I can just breathe for a bit. Yeah. So how are your tarot cards going? Uh, not uh, active yet. Uh, work's been a uh, priority since everybody wants to push everything out before everything gets canceled. So. <laughs> How many pecks per card are you wanting to average? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Pectorals? <laughs> How many, How many per card? Um, seven pectorals. I can only number. imagine what the That's ambitious. is going to feature. <laughs> <laughs> Two wands, one cups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Have you about the minor arcana? <laughs> you know me, hermit purple, Jojo baby. <laughs> I um, I got a, a very brief surprise reading from a friend tonight who did a three-card spread dictating my past, present, and future. Um, my past is the sun, my present was strength, and my future is Knight of Cups. And it meant... I have no idea. <laughs> good, good thing you got your life read for you. And well, I'm gonna... no meaning. I'm gonna look into it now. I don't know what uh, tarot cards mean, but if your past is the sun, I think uh, you got some dark days. And Isn't, like, the whole point of tarot card reading, like, if you're doing one for someone, that you're interpreting the cards, like, at least a little bit? No. Yeah, because then it would be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to just be like, all right, well, these are your cards, and you're, we're no, done here. It, it wasn't It wasn't exactly like that. It was mostly like, uh, I, mean, I mean, it sounds like it. I could... <laughs> It was it was a very it was a very brief thing that they let me like stew over and this happened just before we started so I haven't really picked it back up. Um, they're they are more than available to explore, you know that endeavor with me as as is the nature of the cards. Anyhow, From what I understand, my friend does it, and she said that it's like someone comes to you with a general question spread the cards out and then each card has like a sort of a meaning to it and then you interpret what these events will do 
you know, in the context of the question that was asked. Mostly people just say, like, love life stuff, and, and then they go from there. Yeah. The cap, Tower, I... it means disaster. The BF's gonna dump you. <laughs> what up, Brandon? I did a 20-minute tarot card reading for someone once, just bullshitting it, and they said it was the best reading they've ever had. Because <laughs> you're a warm person, and you're That is nice. the most Brandon story. <laughs> it was really... I can't, I can't elaborate on the details, because it's out of my brain, but it was... It was amazing. I'll do it for the problem. <laughs> so Is fun that... fact, I used to be a professional tarot card reader at Universal Studios. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Dish. in the Lost Continent, I don't know if it's still there, uh, but they had no, I know I well, I know the building isn't still there. They might what still you, do it at the What did you hide there? <laughs> so <laughs> what? I thought you were saying you hid something there years ago. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like the, the actual building because it was so part, a lot of the Lost Continent, you know, got torn out for Potter and everything. And it they reshuffled a bunch of things around. Um, but I used to work for this company that does the like henna art. And they also had a tent where they would do tarot readings. And it's all, I, I can't even get like into how like, weird awful and problematic the whole company is that like is a third-party vendor for universal like they're not directly affiliated with universal or anything uh which i should say since i work for universal now um <laughs> but yeah like literally they uh they had uh i was one of the henna artists there and then one day none of the tarot readers showed up and we were all just like yeah, whatever. It'll be fine. And then the owner like shows up one day and she's like, I, she's like, why is there no one in the tarot tent? And we're like, cause neither of them showed up to work and we're just henna artists. And she's like, well, someone needs to be in the tarot tent. Uh, you know, go, Hey, go get, go, go do tarot readings. And I was like, I literally know nothing about tarot except for like, maybe like a handful of things that I've I've picked up from you know like having witchy friends and whatever for the years and she's like she's like it's all bullshit anyway just go like clearly like this this person like doesn't like believe any of this I was like uh okay I mean this was uh, this is a long time ago I think it was like 20 or something when this is happening but um so yeah so I wound up in the in the tarot tent doing tarot readings by she handed me a tarot deck and it had like a little set of instructions with it with like a tiny blurb for each card and like what it uh what it meant and so i straight up like as long as you sell it <laughs> that's all that matters yeah i mean you all improvise and play DD. you can make up some cool fantasy shit while you're looking at cards guys tarot is real i don't know why you're all bashing it it's no, legitimate science the problem with tarot isn't that it's not real. <laughs> the problem is that people come in and they're expecting the gift of foresight from these cards. They they can they can ask any question and get an answer. They have access to unlimited cosmic power, and they all they they instantly turn into a fucking Morty and be like, <laughs> "Oh, will Jessica ever fall in love with me?" and <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, ours had to have, have, have like a big, How dare a you, big Matt, sign. Cards. 
a big sign that was like, this is for entertainment purposes only. And you know, all this stuff. Cause it, again, it was at universal studios, but yeah, it wound up being just like, I just kind of was like reading people more than reading, you know, cards and like, cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but then it wound up being really fun. And I wound up like actually uh, trying to know what the actual representation for the for the cards were and everything and to to me it seems like a good way to like talk just like talk through stuff right because you ask a question and somebody lays out some cards and they give you some ideas and then I found that most people that were coming in would like kind of use it for like self-reflection and like talking through whatever they were going through and I would be like yes that thing that you just figured out for yourself. Totally. That's what this is. <laughs> and it worked out really well. Yeah, most but people I, I ever just use it to guide them away from the bad decision that they were about to like <laughs> if, they're, if they're like, okay, I'm thinking about investing in uh what's the failing industry? <laughs> what was what was that? Uh, uh, the uh, Nigerian prince who has to flee his country. Yeah, oh, I, no. I got an incredible email. <laughs> I got this amazing email, but before oh, I invest, I need some guidance from the I'm cards. A really, really good tarot. Fortunately, it never came. I was gonna say. Uh, I felt like that's that's your chance to do some real good in the world. Oh, I totally would have. Oh, I would have told him to invest. That Nigerian prince needs your help. Why wouldn't you do because it? Because you Don't are be chaotic selfish. evil. Why Brandon? would you be selfish and not help another human being who has a thousand million dollars, and you just need to put it into your account and give him your access and like why wouldn't you help someone out the trick is brandon sent the original email (laughs) (laughs) little known fact uh there are white people who are also half bird in nigeria and brandon is um i do speak pigeon so that's a that's a language in nigeria just for all of you who don't know oh i thought you were saying (laughs) (laughs) are you experiencing bird law (laughs) <laughs> guys let's all do t- live tarot readings now no get all right get a tarot deck right little little to the audience all right i'm getting my tarot deck yeah get it right every card is the death card right i was about to say rosita <laughs> and then and then you get a random stranger and you're like yeah i'll, I'll read your tarot and then you know you pull up the death card you're like that's not that bad don't worry the next one's also the death card and then the four, you know all of and then you just, four. you just abruptly stand up and put your hand in front of you and you're like i have to leave there's a very bad energy coming from you and you just leave <laughs> this is literally i had amazing. someone do that to me at casadega not with all the oh, death God, cards casadega. <laughs> but they what literally like oh come on that is a treasure of Florida. what i mean is what a wonderful place that i've <laughs> Love Casa Dega. Ghostbusters will be visiting it momentarily. I, I, I have to chime in on this, but I, for my Florida history class, that was my discussion topic for one of my papers. And nice. I, rather, rather than write a paper about it, I drew a comic about it. Awesome. Fancy. Publish it. Uh, is this comic online and are you linking to it right now? Uh, no, I have to like. This was back, you know, long before the internet was was you know more readily available for me. So I'll, I'll have to find it. Is, did, you get an, <laughs> did you get an F for drawing a comic instead of That's doing your damn essay? Oh no, no, I got a B plus. Nice. Yeah, because every picture is a thousand words. And Shut the fuck <laughs> Oh god. All right, I have my tarot deck. If anyone needs a bullshit Rosita tarot reading, yeah. <laughs>
Has the Casadega episode of uh, Go- Ghostbusters Resurrection aired yet? No. I am, li- I am literally editing it. I'm in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> Premiere has given me some trouble, uh, but um, I expect it to be done hopefully within the week. You're still using Premier. Adobe Premiere? What the don't. fuck? Uh, Rosita, like, um, is, is there a way? Is there a way you can tell us like when the when the coronavirus is going to stop? Oh God! <laughs> Don't ask Jesus. the cards. I want the tarot cards to tell you. This is a group reading. <laughs> Rosita, okay, how do I everyone. make it? All right. How do All I right. make it to the heat death? All right, I got to shuffle the deck while thinking about the the question when the coronavirus. Don't think about the beer though. People make that mistake. The year? No, the beer. Is the that what's... beer? Oh, the beer. Yes. No, this it's very different and completely unrelated. And don't think about All my All right. Comments. So, <laughs> uh, I I flipped over a random card and it is the Hierophant, and I have no idea what that means, but I got <laughs> this little book here, <laughs> and and he will tell us when this pandemic will end. I don't even know what number it is. It's five. <laughs> Weren't you supposed to put like another card above it? And if there's a card above it, it means something else or something like that. Well, this is uh, no, master. if it's turned <laughs> one way or another, like you can get them upside down versus right side up. I'm starting to highly suspect All that right, Brandon so. gave a legitimate tarot reading and he's just playing it like he like it didn't actually happen. Cap, you don't understand. I did. I absolutely okay. did and changed someone's entire summer. Cool. <laughs> and you know this person. I have I have a guess. I have a couple guesses. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So the upright meaning of the Hierophant, it is time to take sound advice from someone you trust. The Hierophant like a medical professional. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking medical professional. I'm sorry. I a freaking right, medical right. professional. Sorry there's, about that. Well, there's, <laughs> can, you, can you do a reading to find out who Absolutely we right. trust? Who we trust. Uh, um, I'm a little afraid that I'm going to get the fool for the next the one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say medical professionals. Okay. That's we'll call okay. It that. So just listen to medical professionals and they will tell you when it's safe. <laughs> But if I'm an anti-vaxxer, should I listen to my medical professional because they lie to me? And so does NASA. Boy. <laughs> yes. You know what? Uh, you're you know, you're going to make Rosita probably... have an aneurysm. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. Do what you want to do, bud. It's your life. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> you should probably uh, just socially distance yourself so far away from anyone else like find just a sand dune in the middle of the ocean if you are an anti-vaxxer and that will be the thing i've been trying to stay there just stay there huh said i've been trying to socially distance myself for over 30 years oh it hasn't happened yet it's so hard (laughs) what about a tarot deck that's all american Flags only. Just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Every time you put one down, like, aim into that. America. I think it would then have to be like different flags because you do need something different in order to have a reading. In between some okay. of the American flags, some you have of don't them tread are on the me. Tec- yeah, some of them are the Texas flag. There you go. 
<laughs> just just like the number of states. So it's like, yeah, 48. Suck it, Hawaii and Alaska. I have yes. neighbors that have... Um, I, I don't know how to articulate this. It looks like an earthbound enemy on their yard. They have a... <laughs> they have, <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this tomorrow and put it in the Discord. Oh, but please do. They have two two separate trees with faces carved and painted on them hideous childlike artistic <laughs> level faces and each one is holding a, a flag and one is a trump flag and the other one is like i don't i don't think it's the don't tread on me flag but it might be like the, the blue lives matter flag i don't know but it's just i drive by it i'm just like what is going on man <laughs> gourds bless a merzica uh see i thought it was gonna be like the happy happiest cult or something yeah. <laughs> I know, but like when you see the trees, it's like burp, 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 burp. <laughs> and when you deal, when you finish dealing damage to them, they erupt into flames, and it it hurts all of your party, and you might die. So that's all right. Something I use awful. Die rocking. Let's see, who hasn't talkative yet? You. I don't think you have. I've I've been Much. talking the whole damn time. Um, who, who are you? I do have one thing to mention. I have a, a new project that I, I started by accident over the weekend. It's yeah, called Neon Bath. That's a um, cyberpunk fantasy thing. Um, I was just dictating it into my phone, and I liked it, so I posted it up on my personal Patreon. And and then like within 24 hours' time, I was like, shit, maybe I could... I could jam this into a project I've been kicking around for a while. Um, and that is the idea of doing a, uh, a choose your own adventure experience. That's very much, it's like a, it's like a prose guided meditation that has a narrative component that uses second person to, um, allow for the reader to really insert themselves into the experience and, um, to sort of let, sensation and imagined sound and different things wash over them as they have this experience that the like the prose invites them to sort of internalize these physical experiences so that they could have a spa-like kind of relaxation from reading this thing and it becomes custom tailored to them because the words are impressionist enough that they can fill in the blanks with stuff that they want and then also they get to ch their you know their choices dictate what comes next so when I conceived of this idea, it was meant to be an all ages like like a spa, like a really, really good spa, like not a spa where you just get your fingers and nails done, but like where you go to have like to be completely demolecularized and rebuilt as a human being. Um, I've never been in such a place. That sounds very expensive, but I'd like to read about it. So that was the idea, except that this time, because it's me, because <laughs> everything comes out wrong, um, I... Uh, it's it's now this like weird erotic cyberpunk thing. Go on. Um, so erotic <laughs> what you cut out? I cut out again. That's more. Hello. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Am I? I I'm, I'm back now. Yeah. No, you were here. I'm just saying. Continue. Where, uh, when when does the cyber get? You know. You had me at erotic cyberpunk. Listen, Cap just really wants to use the word teledildonics. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha. Here for it. I, you know, I'm not sure that that teledildonics will will come up in that way because if this is not conventionally cyberpunk, it's like, it's more. Let's say, it's so amorphous, it's so strange. But it's um, 
it's kind of Shadowrun-esque in that it is definitely in some kind of dystopian future, but it also is like a subterranean hallucination with magical creatures. Like there's implications of like Lamia within the first passage. Um, so if you go to neonbath.com, it will take you to the, the first post of, um, of the story. And if you have a Patreon account, regardless of if you're subscribed to my personal Patreon, you should be able to log in and vote on one of the three cho choices at the end of the first uh, chapter, which is public. After the first chapter, I'm taking it um, behind the the Patreon wall, but it's it's at the lowest tier. It's it's well, actually, any any patron of any amount can uh, can jump in there and uh, and party with me as I invent this thing. And the idea is that I will be writing it exclusively via stream of consciousness, dictating it into my phone, and then cleaning it up afterwards and making it shine. But um, but it will always be uh, dreamlike, and I feel I feel really 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 good about it. Cap, have you ever read? Um, I'm looking at it now. Have you ever read uh, Cities of? I only heard Cities of, but the answer is probably no. Uh, uh, sorry, Cities of Red Night by William S. Burroughs. Oh no, but I really respect Burroughs. I just haven't read much of Burroughs. This is sounding real it, it, at least in in uh execution very simple that makes sense because like so like david bowie was a huge fan of burroughs as was laurie anderson of course and and so like so through osmosis through these people who i really love and respect i've absorbed this like third generation william s burroughs like inclinations like i use um i use things like brian eno's uh oblique strategy cards and stuff like that like in different sorts of cut cut up methodology to to get from point A to point B sometimes, but most of all, I use a lot of witchy intuition on shit. I really want to read this. Well, cool. Neonbath.com. Well, here let me let me chime in with some with some shout outs for people who couldn't make it. Um, Lefty and Colin are both in the theater industry, and the theater industry has been hit pretty damn hard. All yeah, so Colin has no reason to not be here. Well, he does because he's working really hard to um, offset the balance of, of how things are going down. Colin's working on a really, really, really cool project. Um, he uh, is an instructor at the Nashville Children's Theater and has recently, if you go to like all the pages for like Dungeons and Doritos or Nerdy Show or whatever on Facebook, you'll see this stuff. It's also on our Twitter. Um, there's, uh, he's doing this, these courses for kids 11 to 18 to t both teach them how to play tabletop role-playing and also make an audio drama. He's basically teaching people, having uh, kids do their own Dungeons & Doritos uh, class online for anyone. Now, you don't have to live in that Nashville. You can be anywhere. So if, you, if there's kids in your life, if you know kids and, you, and they are in that age range uh, and you like Colin to teach them some stuff, He's been doing versions of these classes sans the audio drama part, like using tabletop role-playing uh, to teach theater to kids for a number of years now. They're very in-demand classes. I hear he's brilliant at it. So um, he's putting his sound design work to work now, and he's he's doing these really cool-sounding classes for kids so that the theater can continue to um, support their community and uh, continue to make money um, in spite of this whole crisis. 
Now, meanwhile, Cap, those kids are your those kids are your competition. They're going to have millions of views soon when they post their <laughs> D and D stuff online. You need to put them down when you can. More power right to now. them. Competition is healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, that's such a good idea. Like you, if you if you play D and D with younger young, younger people or kids, like you can really see them interested in the creation of their characters and and live having a separate you know person they can fall into and be on the table and stuff like that and just it is it's such good improv and they design scenes by like you know talking in discords about their characters with their friends and stuff so that's amazing that Colin's doing that yeah I mean like he you know he's the epicenter of everything that we do in regards to RPG audio drama so um uh, he his heart and soul is is in this and he really does fundamentally believe in the the power of you know, collaborative storytelling in that way. And uh, it's certainly, a, uh, you know, a big, it's a big deal for, for me too. Like, I feel like that's so taking, taking that, the joy of tabletop role playing and making sure that it's, that the dramatic components of it are emphasized is basically our bread and butter. So I love that there's a class out there that teaches that. It's now, so funny too, because when I was little, D&D was just, when is the next fight? When is the next encounter? And mm-hmm. then... <laughs> And now you you meet a lot of people that first time they're playing they're like, what are we gonna do like to with this scene to make this scene fun and who can we talk to and 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 how can we make this scene like more like you know fun for everybody to play and it doesn't have to be like people trying to power game every time. Yeah, yeah. I I can't I can't play in environments like that. It drives me crazy. That's not what I'm there for. But you know, teach their own, of course. I never played D&D until the first Pokeballs of Steelix we did because I never really was into it or had people around that were into it or grew up around people that were into it. So I'm not, I've never been really good at improv or doing it and I really don't like it, but I do it when Cap tells me to. And that's the end of my story, really. I don't know where I was going with that. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I, because I, everyone here, it's like, oh, we all play D&D. We love D&D. We grew up playing D&D. I have never touched that shit until Cap made me do it. it was, you know, it's fun. It's good. I just don't feel like, you know, I get into it as much as everyone else does for some reason. Everyone else gets into you quite a bit. Yeah, well, that sounds like a personal problem for me, honestly. <laughs> I also don't know what Cap's talking about. Cap uh, absolutely played with Power Gamer in Agnes's Ashes and seemed to have a good time to everyone else. <laughs> I mean, look, I was there. I was there for the character. You just so happen to have some uh, really good game mechanics in spite of the fact that you use figurines on a table, which I still hold <laughs> against you. <laughs> um, because leveling up in the middle of, of combat was the dopest shit of all time. Yeah, that's, I, it might be my, like, I, I love my, I, as a min-maxer, I really like the mechanics of our <laughs> system, but in the, in the moment where everybody at the table, like, drops their stuff and goes, oh, shit! Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah hell yeah i have some cool news cap oh hit me my daughter is now my son evan dude wow Yay! that's amazing yes pick incoming awesome how oh, old are they 14 whoa wow time time has flown yep Oh, you're having a full-on machete day. Those are the best. I just put a pic in the Discord link. It's us. Why are you both our, holding machetes? Straps. I was like, where are you breaking okay, into? So 
No, 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 no. Look, no. real bonding Those requires days are over for Shelby. No, 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 no more breaking into in anything. Jamaica. That's normal. No, okay, so that's the backyard of uh, the house my father bought for his oldest daughter. And uh, where we're about to journey into in that jungle area is a, uh, a really rough trail that leads down to a pond. So we were going to hack and slash our way through there. So we did. And <laughs> we're going to put like a little, like, uh, some stones leading down there or something so you can sit and fish. So my uh, my dad wanted to do that, so we, we made that happen for him. And uh, oh, yeah. Evan, Evan and I are making a Mega Man-type 2D side-scroller game based on Cthulhu Mythos called The Blind Idiot God. Whoa. Gosh, you were yeah. just... You, man, you, you, you sat and you waited and you said a bunch of awesome shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, Cap, I did. I, I wanted to let you know this sooner because this has been going on with Evan for a long time, but the pronoun change was like four or five months ago. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was going to be so simple to start because <laughs> I have so many trans friends. Nope. So I was like, oh, it'll just be so easy. It's really, really different when it's your child. But I overcame that. But now I'm like dealing a little bit with my 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 parents are are they can't grasp this their boomer brains are having so much trouble like um my cousin is a lesbian and like they just they don't talk about it so like my my daughter being like i have uh i have you know male pronouns now and you know i i respect it and i'm all about it and it's easy and um but for for my parents being like really I don't know, just unresponsive to it, or it's a phase, or it's not a big deal, or, like, they'll just straight up misgender him, and it's like, oh, man, how do I deal with this? I don't know how to tell my parents how to behave, so it's kind of a bummer, but otherwise, it's great. Uh, Evan has a great time, and is really well, you know, rounded and skilled, and playing D&D with his friends. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, uh... Maybe just tell your parents that it... It is zero extra effort for them to use the, his correct pronouns and makes all the difference in the world to their grandchild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've tried. I've it, and, and what's cool is everyone else in my family is on board with it. So it's it's just, you know, it gets washed over. And I've explained to Evan, too. I was like, Evan, this is not some people in the world are just not going to respond or care in ways that are meaningful and and it doesn't always mean that they're terrible but it's just a fact of life that some people aren't going to grasp things like so and evan understands that and i don't want him to harbor their problem not his yeah i don't want him to harbor any kind of resentment for people that don't you know read the freaking news or catch up to things so you know <laughs> maybe you can invite them to a D&D &D game and everything can worked out through that D&D &D game i'm down Don't with do that to people if this was the do like it. after school special version of this like that is 100% what would happen <laughs> my my <laughs> dad don't punish people with dungeons yeah. and dragons <laughs> my dad used Definitely to therapy through D&D uh, <laughs> we'd play D&D really late and like roll dice on the table <laughs> He'd come out and he'd always just be like, who's winning? <laughs> no that one, Dad. My... We're single and sad. I always think back to that uh, comic whenever people are like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll bring it up in D&D &D, and then we'll move past it. I always think of that uh, comic from 
about the whiz. Any of you have seen that? The no. What? what? Uh, you know, I'll just post it in chat. Um. Yeah. Well. So yeah. And those. You know. Those. Those grandparents. They. You know. They have. They either do or they don't choose to understand that their relationship with their grandkid will be limited by their capacity to participate in. Um the simple act of acknowledging them and their truth so yeah and evan said it so beautifully too because he was like i want to i want to tell my dad pop pop i want to tell pop pop you know that this is me um and he was like i want him to know who i am because he's old you know and he might not be around that long i was like okay let's go do it you know yeah can I ask a question? Then that's on them to uh, accept it or not. Um, so, uh, was it prescription hipster who was asking a question? Yes, I was gonna ask a fucking question. Blah blah blah. Um, this is gonna make me sound very ignorant, mm. and I'll get to the prefix of why I'm asking this question. Okay. What does pansexual actually mean? Because anytime I talk to a queer person. Each person gives me a different answer. Then I think that you just answered it for yourself. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I'm pansexual, sort of, at the very least. I mean, like, I don't really have a label on where my sexuality tends to go. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's com it's look, sexuality is complicated. It's a little wiggly. Um, let's not, mostly I'm a lesbian, so, like, let's, whatever. But, um, but pansexual it generally means an embracing in the capacity to find uh, all sorts of other human beings attractive. That there's like that 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 physical boundary of like one thing is like you get gets you hot and one thing doesn't. That's not there. That's essentially what that means. And these days, like lots of folks are like claim bisexual to mean that as well. Even though you know the the, the literal implications of the name is like one or the other in a binary system. But um, but there's many people who are just like, well, words mean what we want them to mean, and um, bisexual means that I am attracted to everybody. So in that way, it becomes sort of like a different way of saying pansexual, if that helps. Okay. I'm one of those bisexuals. Hell yeah. Same. All right. Yes. Uh, Ruby has explained the difference between bisexual and pansexual to me, and it's it seems, I mean, obviously this is your territory, but uh, it's it's about what definition that person feels most comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, basically, in in modern queer culture, bisexual and pansexual are used interchangeably. Um, and one of the reasons for, one of the many, many reasons for that, and my personal reason for that is, Bisexual is a label that I had to fight tooth and claw for because I came from a very conservative, uh, you know, very religious household who was completely unaccepting of me. <laughs> and so I had to really kind of like, you know, like fight to like have this label for myself and to not have it uh, dismissed and, and hand waved away and still like I'm very estranged from most of my family. I moved out at 17, like all this other stuff. So to me, like, it's really important that I get to have this label that I like was in the trenches and like fought for, you know, in my like late teens and early twenties. Uh, 
and but it doesn't but at the same time like i'm not like gender binary like i've you know i'm attracted to everyone <laughs> and uh so they're they're used fairly interchangeably but um you know i think in response to the original question that was asked is like you pretty much summed it up yourself when you said that you got uh different answers from different people because it, sexuality is a very personal thing for everyone and everybody's going to have at least a little bit different of what it means to them so you know you you have kind of the umbrella terminology of like oh this means you're attracted to everyone um but it's always going to be a little different for everybody uh, yeah i like that a lot of like those communities are taken more seriously now too because i remember lots of memes and stupid stuff where it was like hate hating on pansexualism and stuff like that and like you know that it wasn't long ago that you guys were hated on whoever that they may have been, you know, for serious. <laughs> yeah. And most of all, like words are here for us. People so often forget that we invented words, you know, like the, those definitions and those terms and whatever people assume they are, even though they're constantly changing, they become the bosses of who we are and what we can be. And, um, right. it's like, I've talked to some older queer people who, um, get hung up on on labels like why is everybody gotta like you know institute all these different terminologies and doesn't it get so confusing and all that and i'm and i'm on the one hand i'm like yeah you know like every like they're, and they're all it'll often be like why does everybody want to label themselves so much i mean what about the the fluidity of just being yourself like why do they want to have to like we're, we're trying to break out of boxes why do they want to be put back into boxes it's a conversation i've had like a number of yeah. times generally with older people a dichotomy of like wanting to identify but also the balance of being individual at the same time so yeah for me i don't ask anyone any detail about them i just let it come up organically if it you know which I'm is a, a very correct and polite way to behave my answer to them about in regards to the question of like why all these words is generally um that having the capacity to describe nuance of gender and sexuality in different terms people tend to respect words if something has a definition um then even if like i tend to stumble my way through the the question of like what is a demisexual i'm always like oh boy it's like here i go so like i guess this pertains to me but i don't know and and so on and so forth it, it gets all very cluttered but but ultimately these terms can be used to validate people's preferences which are especially when they're preferences that don't happen to occur in heteronormative society that's been telling us for the duration of our lives and our parents' lives what exactly human existence is, when in fact human existence is not the thing that has been advertised to all of those of us who are pr presently living. It's a very vibrant, diverse, and interesting thing, uh, and we're only just now learning what being a human actually is. Hey, there you go. Yeah, if I could, if I could applaud you, I would. But I'm on push to talk, so it would get really weird. <laughs> so I will applaud on your behalf. One hand clapping. Just because, yeah, I was gonna say we could finally answer the question of the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> I guess the quick question is, yeah. how is a uh, rule doing? I would love to give you a clear response on that. Um, every now and then, I call and I text him, and I don't hear back. And then out of the blue, 
like every maybe like six months or so, suddenly he calls me. So we're due for it, but I don't have any clue how he's doing. Um, I know you said like uh, was it a month ago or something like that. He was coming in town or something like that. No, that was Colin. Oh, Colin. Okay. Yeah, Colin was here and uh, and we got tattoos and that's really the that's you know we had we had a lovely that's time, right. but that's the gist of it. I'm here. Hey Briggs. What's up? I I can talk if you want. Well, yeah. Is there a uh, any conversational things you want to throw into this arena? Uh, only if you and Doug want me to talk about the thing. Other than that, I don't have much to. Uh, I always like to talk about John Carpenter's The Thing. But what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, no, not that. The other thing, the thing that I've been working on for over a year now. Oh, golly. Well, yeah, hey, if you want to share some of that, be my guest, but that's up to you, man. That's your special project. Well, it's up to you and Doug, considering you're both in your It's your project, Briggs. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. It's up to you. Okay. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll talk about it briefly. Um, was, been working on a very... Uh, I guess big audio drama in the sense that it's uh, going to be multiple seasons um, going to feature a very large cast. Uh, if I've recruited an, quite a number of people uh, from nerdy show um, and uh, the main, the two main characters are going to be pool from uh ghostbusters resurrection and uh glitch wilder uh which i don't know how many people know him he- on here uh, Wick- wicked anime did a, a brief voice uh, on uh cthulhu yeah. series 2 cool and um basically it's getting it's very heavily inspired by one of my big loves which is 40k uh and um lots of things from like anime like dragon ball gundam uh, Iron Man, Captain America, stuff like that, and it's uh, set in a world where the entire planet is um, uh, suffers from a miasma where if you die, you come back as the undead, and the undead in my uh, that are inspired by um, Crossed, if anyone's familiar about that, mm-hmm. where they can they they keep all their memories, they 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 can do all the stuff that they did while alive. Um, only they're undead and they're stronger, more resilient, uh, and they have a hive mind at the same. So it's pretty spooky stuff. I, I just I don't know where to go without just talking mindlessly and droning on without being inter- interested. Well, you have unleashed a pretty big tease, so there's that. Yeah, uh, giant monsters, undead monsters, stuff like that. Lots of cats. I love cats. Cats, cats, cats. Woo! But yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. I think it's cool. Uh, my girlfriend and I uh, edited to completion the first two episodes. Excellent, uh, that's great. This weekend. So yeah, uh, she she fixed a lot of my jankiness because I uh, I'm I'm good at frameworks and like building a um, a universe. I'm not as good at uh, writing dialogue, and uh, she's very good at it because she's much more talented than I am. Sounds like a good team, then. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, groovy. Um, now, Josh is back, and with a topic, I believe? Oh, well, at least a point of discussion. Like, yeah. I recently um, switched from Windows to OS for not the first time, but I'm trying to get into digital art and digital music. But I'm having a hard time, and I'm wondering if anybody knows any resources I could go to to like learn how to color. Like that's, no. <laughs> that's the hardest part. If is that like I can company. do so? I can draw in pencil. I can do all that. Ugh, uh, learn to paint on a digital. So, so if you're using uh, digital painting programs like Photoshop or Krita or whatever, um, there is a artist name uh, who has a website called Control Paint, and he does very thoughtful and methodical uh, tutorial videos. So instead of having to rummage through YouTube for everything, just go to his website. It was Control Pete? Paint. Oh, okay. Control Paint. Like you're painting. Layers. That'll help a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going just from like literally doodling on school books to trying to digital paint. And it's so... I, I think... I oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say I I've always been a traditional artist and um, don't 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 feel you know uh, pressured to just make something straight digital. Um, you can always scan something drawn, and then you can either transpose a layer on top of it and, and ink it or something. Um, or uh, what I do is I multiply a just a rendered uh, sketch, you know. And then I will color with a multiplied layer through it. And then if I need to, I'll highlight because like some of the tones from the uh, original sketch might make the colors too dark. But if you do just like a light sketch, you know, with like good lines, like you can pretty much just get your idea on paper um, and then uh, add the color to it there. The coloring tutorials are obviously going to help you too, but I mean, have you painted? Have you used colored pencils and stuff? No, no, literally just pencil. Or would you just like to sit down with me one day and I can show you? I would I would love that. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, so I've got an uh, iPad Pro. Um, I found a used one online for a good deal. And I, I've been using Procreate on that, which is oh, an awesome program, except for it is so RAM limited for the number of layers you can create at what resolution. Like, they pre-limit you. You can't, like, go until you reach it. And coming from Photoshop in just doing any kind of photo editing, like that's very frustrating. Like I can't pre-create layers and name them and set their, you know, whether they're a multiply layer or whatever. I like Clip Studio a lot, but I think it's expensive. But it does go on sale often. Yes. That, is that the one that used to be Manga Studio? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're using Procreate, um, so I think because because of all the quarantines and stuff, um, among other things, um, Skillshare is having is running like a promo where you get like two months free instead of a month free or something like that. Um, and I, when I was learning Procreate, I found a couple of. I mean, the thing I like about Skillshare versus YouTube is that the content gets vetted, so everything that's uploaded has been kind of 
checked for is this actually helpful and useful and and well you know like has production value to it um and i really liked skillshare for they had great procreate tutorials they have uh analog art tutorials they've got all sorts of stuff and even after the free trial i think it's like i don't i, I don't remember how much it is now but i think it was i think i when i had it, it was like $13 a month or $14 a month. I'm actually about to re-up my subscription again, but uh, it was really helpful for me trying to learn some digital art stuff because I am right there with you, man, and I am very analog and slowly learning. Yeah, th this is all really great info, stuff that I hadn't really considered. That Apple Pencil, though, so good. So good. So I miss good. it. I just... I I had to give up because I just couldn't with the I don't know me and Mac products just don't just Apple products we just don't get along. <laughs> yeah, I no. I'm lucky in that just I switched to OSX so I can do the um, sidecar to make to like open an actual copy of Photoshop and then use the pencil there. But there is there's a lag that oh I'm so spoiled after the the iPad Pro like. <laughs> I'd used a uh, a non-display tablet before before, and then I used a display tablet and it was awful. And then I moved. Then I got the iPad Pro and it's so immediate that it's it's just liquid sex. It's so goddamn. Yeah. Oh, hey, Cap. Yeah. Lefty was gonna be posing Wednesday. Yes. Why yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Thank you for readdressing. So, Lefty Lucy is from now till the foreseeable future doing um, artist model classes online. If you want to live draw her, uh, not nude, in costume, um, there. if you go to her Facebook page for just like Lefty Lucy, not her personal page, um, there's Facebook events. It'll tell you how to get in there or what to do. Um, but she's a very, I mean, there's, there's a difference between a random person who poses for you and a good artist model. She is an extremely seasoned artist model and can also, you know, uh, if you're looking for certain poses and so on, she can do that. She can give you the the direction and form and whatever else you need to actually like you know get the tonality of the human body just right. So um, yes, Thanks. Lefty Lucy, uh, find her on Facebook. Obviously, she's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, she's she also, apparently every Wednesday. Yes, we, sorry, Cap. We should uh, have a night where we all draw on Picardo. We can all. Uh, share our uh, streams at the same time through Picardo. We can all be drawing and drawing together. That's, That'd be cool. That's very interesting. How the hell I'd does love that to see work? Jared's process. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if it involves your dick. I, I like the oh, ominous <laughs> laughter that went with that. That's very. He uses his own pencil. process to go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Is everyone here an artist? No! No. I'm hearing yes, everyone's an artist. Not Rosita, really. your Bob Ross painting came out beautifully. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, good. <laughs> Look, anyone is an artist. You what haven't seen my art. Is a skilled artist. I'm <laughs> currently unemployed is. living in a friend's guest room. Does that make me an artist? Kind of. Uh, it's quarantine. <laughs> We're all artists in residence now. Uh, ironically, I, w- I wanted to be like an artist but i'm terribly colorblind blue green i mean red green and blue purple make oh, a no. frank miller comic oh that's true <laughs> you could do line line work and black and white and stuff and that's stylistic. that's your yeah. you know your body and your perception are totally valid and everyone else's like shared world of like having that sameness fuck that man like you're you're awesome and whatever you create is is totally valid thank you you're here. My father-in-law didn't find out he was colorblind until it, he was in his late sixties. Wow, that's a wow. that's a long time. Yeah, especially when he was in a relatively artistic field. Like he he did like like fancy hairdresser stuff. Like was in like you know like hairdresser like trade shows and stuff for. For, for that kind of stuff. Baffling. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, well, let's see. Uh, anyone else have points of conversation? Hmm. Yes, that's a no. I've been gone the past thirty minutes. I had a lot of chores to do. My there was a lot of there was a lot of weeds around my home and animal crops. So I really needed to take care of that. <laughs> Goldar and Rito, our our producer uh, of the Omniverse Patreon and other things. Um, hello, how are you doing? And uh, what's on your mind? Everything is going well here uh, in Ohio. So we're our government seems to be doing okay so far with everything going on, but. Just happy to be here. Love all the shows. Obviously, you know, Dungeons and Doritos was one of the great ones. So, but everything else is really good as well. Obviously, that one's going to be the main one. So, what's the uh, 411 on some uh, lightning dogs? Ooh, okay. Um, okay. So, here's, here's the 411 on lightning dogs. Um, we, we have. We have so much stuff recorded, so we, including an episode of Lightning Dogs explaining what's going on with Lightning Dogs. But I, <laughs> I, I like never got around to editing it, and now it's like after the fact, and I have to kind of like make some edits to it so it's more accurate now. Um, last year, last spring, we announced that we were doing a um, an animated short with the Dave School. It was a student project for like their final their final class project. I did performance capture for it. It was like it had all this work done on it. It was shaping up to be super cool. But as was a known risk from the beginning, the students failed their project. 
And oh. yeah, so like we, but but we did, but everything and like everything belonged, all the art assets created by the students belonged to the school. All the data that was captured from my performance belongs to the school. But the art that we had commissioned from Untethered Studios, all the creations that we made ourselves, all the sound design, which is by Ryan McQuinn and the voice acting that we recorded, all that still belongs to us. So we have this animated short. It has uh, voice work from uh, Jen Cohn, uh, the voice of Farah and Overwatch, and um, this guy whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. Damn it, uh, Doug! Do you remember his name? Uh, he played Halloween Jack. I see. No, no. Okay, Doug hasn't said anything yet. But um, uh, say it for some more. Months. I'm not hearing you, Doug. Unfortunately, Austin. Uh, with hmm, I don't know, but uh. He, uh, let's see, he's from Attack on Titan, um, and uh, it's it's a great sounding short. So we are making a animatic, um, that is drawn by Alexis, aka uh, Genki Mistress, um, and she is hard at work on that. It's almost done. It's taken a long time, but we are here. So um, that's happening. We're also working on a comic book with Untethered Studios. Now, that could be conflicted by her need to support her family uh, while, you know, all this global crisis is going on. But, um, uh, so yeah, there's going to be a comic book and there's going to be an animated short that's like an, more of an animatic short than an animated short. But um, in theory, all that's coming this year and uh, we are very close to the pitching process um, or at the very least, the review process um, where we will have a finished pitch Bible with all these uh, extra materials and we'll give them to different persons of note within the industry to get their feedback on it. And after we get their feedback, then we will be actively pitching it to studios to see what happens. But that implies that we can leave the house. So we'll see. Very true. Um, but there's there's a lot of work happening. Generally, Doug and I meet up at least once a week um, to to do something new. Um, we are hoping, I mean, this is by no means a promise, but we're hoping in addition to the 15-page uh, comic with Untethered Studios to in that same comic also have a four-page comic by Tony. But obviously he's not even here tonight. He's got his own life. He's got a baby. Um, all kinds of things are popping, but at the very least, at some point, we will definitely have a script available. Uh, we, have a, we have a really compelling outline for... Um, a premise that we originally designed as one of the many pitches that we gave Dave School for what we could do with the short. And uh, we've made a very exciting, super funny new version of it um, that uh, just yesterday that um, I'm super into. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. It involves weird little crab people who live in an abandoned skyscraper and have a... Um, have a society kind of hinged around uh, getting coffee from a machine that has been endlessly doling out coffee for centuries and also uh, talks to you. Oh my goodness. Crap. That's awesome. Do they Cap, taste I, like I crabs a... and talk like people? <laughs> Cap, I, I, I'd like to talk more with you in, in person about uh, crab people. <laughs> <laughs> a totally new sentence. <laughs> Um, yes, of course. Please. The thing on the doorstep is scaring me. Wait, which is the one where the, the guy has the, cra the, the, the HP Lovecraft story where the guy is, uh, corresponding with his friend, uh, and, uh, 
he's being beset upon by crab creatures or something. Uh, are you thinking oh, of Shadow Out of Time? Yeah, I think where they these well, crab that... people are trying to find smart people and they want to take them on journeys through the vast expanses. Yeah, the Yithians. I mean, they're, they're, they're more. They're, I mean, they got like crab claws, but they're like big giant cones with like stocky, stock like head things on them. Yeah. Oh man. Oh D- man. Doug has provided me with the name of the voice actor for proper accreditation. Austin Tyndall plays Halloween Jack. He's a very pivotal character early in Attack on Titan. Nice. It's Linked to uh, his his IMDb in the chat. We also so that so Austin Tyndall plays Halloween Jack, uh, Jen Cohn plays Narisa, and um, a uh, a kid named Cody plays Kid, and um, that was a really great casting process where we found a local uh, non-binary sixteen-year-old to play our non-binary sixteen-year-old. Epic! Yeah, yeah, they they did a great job. Um. So, uh, Ruby, I don't think, did we get, like, we've obviously, we had a number of great discussions, but is there any particular, uh, point of discourse that you would like to inject into, uh, into this sh- shindig before we, uh, pull down the tent? Um, well, so my plan for enduring the rest of the, the lockdown involves running lots and lots and lots of games over Discord. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> you so, goddamn nerd yo <laughs> look man I work at Universal and they were like everybody stay the heck home uh, here's some money anyway so I'm extremely 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 blessed and and have you know that, that privilege that Universal is actually doing the right thing for their employees um but yeah, so I'm just going to be running lots and lots of games over Discord and uh, potentially uh, might might put one of them on Twitch. I'm actually starting a Curse of... I'm running through the 5th edition version of Curse of Strahd. Uh, and yeah, I played it a couple of years ago and I listen, I'm a little goth kid and I love Ravenloft. So... Uh, yeah, we're going to be starting our, our Curse of Strahd game, and that might go up on Twitch if anybody wants to uh, watch a bunch of actors play through Curse of Strahd. Because <laughs> I, think, I think every single person in my Curse of Strahd group is an, an actor or a, or a performer of some sort, so it should be a lot of fun. Sounds interesting. I, I think I remember a... Uh... If it was one D four Chan or not, I don't remember, but there was something they were like, Okay, let's redo Curse of Strahd. This is before five and they're like, um, it's takes place exclusively in the south. Uh Curse <laughs> Strahd himself is a is like a southern gentleman. And <laughs> all the werewolves are uh alligator men. Yes. <laughs> I'm into the I think yeah, I already I... hear a cat voice again. <laughs> yes. Whatever you mean. Uh, I would uh, say alligator more deeper. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't figure Jamela for a 
for like an ideal alligator person voice, but I'm sure I can come up with something. Yeah, more, more <laughs> of that. Closer to a little bit more of that. Black pepper. I bid y'all welcome to my here manor. I'm Strahd, and I'm a vampire lord. Colonel Cajun. Sanders Strahd. Yeah. Cajun alligators are a staple of RPG from scratch. Yeah. Nah, I come to understand y'all coming into my here town, causing lots of ruckus, pulling them them vampires out the grave. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> this, in, in closing, I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to figure out one of the four still-to-be-released series of Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program to release in a relatively naked form for patrons during this crisis because the fact that people are still hanging out with us to support us means so much and that there's a very real likelihood that like situations uh, surrounding this crisis could limit our capacity to put these out faster and it's already been a really slow process and I don't want to like delay that at all. I just want to make sure that like people have something tangible and good and you know we'll just keep it keep it to ourselves behind closed doors because we really we like you know we like for Cthulhu to be a very polished experience and this is going to be a very how the sausage is made kind of thing. Um, but we are gonna. I'm gonna figure out which one's gonna be the easiest for me to put together, and I'm gonna put it out on Patreon. Oh damn, that'd be rad. Hell yeah. Yay. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know which one it's gonna be yet because they're all in different kinds of disarray, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, in in a way, the cr the crime one seems almost the natural one. Is the one that's like the least connected to anything. That's the one I think it's probably going to end up being. Not because of its connection to anything else, but because I think yeah. it's the one where the recording was the most straightforward. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was that was that was a really good one. That was that was a fun game. <laughs> yeah. So time. uh we shall see. Um but it I guess I'll I'll leave it at that. Um thank you to everybody for listening. Um thank you for to everybody for being here. And um, we will always be in touch. Please hang out on the Discord. If, um, if you've never checked it out, now is the time. Hop in, become a community member. Um, maybe we'll keep doing things like this. Let us know. We, uh, you know, you folks are our family, and we really value spending time with you. So um, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Oh, what a beautiful cacophony. Thank you so much for listening to this special presentation, I guess. Like I said at the, at the intro, we don't know if we're going to be doing this again, but if you're into it, we'd certainly like to. Really, whatever we can do to best support our community of listeners, we are here for you folks, and we're all in this together. So we want to make sure that we're doing our part to take care of each other and to distract and stimulate in meaningful ways. If you want to always keep abreast of the latest then please do, if you're able to, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash omniversemedia. We do weekly updates that tell you what we've been working on or other like fun things that we've been up to. Like A lot of the stuff that I talked about in this is stuff that kind of came from those sorts of discussions which happen on generally a weekly basis over on Patreon. There's also a lot of perks out there. A recent thing we've been releasing is we have a bunch of behind-the-scenes content from Ghostbusters Resurrection Series 3 so far because that series is, of course, still ongoing.
But there's lots to see and do over there, and there's lots to see and do over on the Omniverse and Nerdy Show Discord, which is, again, at nerdyshow.com slash discord. You can find links to some of the stuff that we talked about on this episode's page, but I have basically kind of released this as is with very little editing. So I recommend uh, Googling what you can if you ever need to like clarify what something was, ask us a question. And uh, if you're listening to this close to the release of this episode, you can head over to a channel on Discord called Voice Chat Text Zone and see all the images that we referenced and follow all the links that were posted. That's a pretty easy way to... Um, to do that but as always we are we're here we're easy to get a hold of you can find us at omniverse or omniverse media or sometimes omniverse studios when we absolutely have to but most of the time omniverse media on many social networks and always you can find appropriate links at omniverse.media and of course patreon.com slash omniverse media thanks so much for tuning in and uh we'll see you next time Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.